We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG-TV. That's right. You can find us on Twitch every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us as we interview guests, we do live loops, and sometimes we have in-studio performances. Tune in at twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Also, go check out our sponsor, modedstudios.com. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Moded Studios has all your favorite patches and apparel. Go check them out. Some of the hottest sellers are the Wu-Tang patches. Get a Wu-Tang patch that represents your country, your sports team, or just your favorite design. ModedStudios.com. Now on with the show.
And that is this week's guest, Orca Stereo, with Nights Arise, Nights spelled with a K. That's off of his Project Serenity playlist on his SoundCloud, which is a completely royalty-free playlist for anybody who is interested in having background music for their streams, videos, or if you're just looking to have a good time. Links are in the show notes. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Orchestereo. Orchestereo is a, uh, a composer, a songwriter, a multi-instrumentalist out of Los Angeles, California, but he is from South Africa. He has worked with the likes of Jacob Collier, uh, Hans Zimmer, he's a film composer, and he is Grammy nominated. I love him, and he's just such a nice guy, and, and he just wants to spread positivity and love. I I really, really enjoy his Project Serenity, which is a royalty-free music um, uh, project that he is putting all on his SoundCloud, which the link is in the show notes. So if you need royalty-free music for your stream, for your videos, or if you're just looking for some good music to listen to, uh, please go and check out Project Serenity. I personally use Project Serenity on most of the streams and background music that I do. Uh, A lot of the background music, obviously, on this podcast is from me, but uh, I also like to use uh, Orchestereo on on on, the, on my stream and me and Saucy's stream, so uh, it's just it's just good. It's solid music. It's great. I love it. Uh, he he comes on the show in just a few minutes here. But first, go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out her latest single, Stew. It's a reggae jam. I think you'll like it. Uh, Go and check it out. And also, she streams on Twitch three days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go check out Raina Mystique. You can also check out We Speak English Good on Twitch. Yes, yes, yes. Mondays and Fridays, we stream uh, Mondays at 1 p.m. and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And sometimes we do extra days. Like, for instance, Sunday, uh, January 10th, 2021, we have Mary Cross, an R&B singer. It's a Sunday stream. It is going to be fun. Uh, Friday, this Friday, the 8th, we have Dave K. Music of Slips and the and the fiery whippersnappers, which I found out that's what the FW means. Fiery whippersnappers. I love that. Uh, he, he specializes in ragtime era uh, jazz and blues songs. So he'll do like Django Reinhardt songs or, or old blues, Robert Johnson, stuff like that. Uh, he's amazing. He's an Australian. He's, he's just, <laughs> and he's funny and he has a very foul mouth. And it's good. We're gonna we're gonna get along perfectly. Honestly, Dave has a. I, I I found Dave like really early when he was just started streaming. So, I like to say that uh, I discovered Dave K music on Twitch. But of course, that's bullshit. Anyways, 
come check out the stream. We are streaming. We're doing things. And if you really like this podcast and you want more from it, you want more content, then please come over to Twitch and check it out. Participate. Be a part of the chat. And you can also subscribe to us, which will cost you a few dollars, but it is all going to support the show. It, it not only supports the stream, but it supports the podcast feed and all the fun things that we do on the show. So if you want more from this podcast, please come over to Twitch. Be a part of the conversation. Be a, there, We do so many different things on, on the stream that we don't do on the podcast, which recently I stopped putting the games on the end of the podcast because I just thought that that doesn't seem like that would be that fun to me <laughs> if, if you know there's no chance of me winning anything it's like what am i gonna do sit here and guess on things i don't have i don't know i just thought it was silly so i've been taking the games out so if you like the craigslist games we're doing cypher deluxe we got we we got live loops we got sometimes we do live music streams so there's a lot going on over on twitch that's just not happening over here so please twitch.tv slash we speak english good that was a long pitch for twitch but it's worth it bitch no <laughs> i had to just make that last one rhyme uh you can like subscribe review like us on facebook instagram twitter discord all those fucking things all those awful time consumers uh i was oh my god i was on there because yesterday um i'm recording this on tuesday on thursday i'm releasing this on friday but yesterday wednesday the, the fucking a bunch of troglodyte mouth breathers uh, crashed the Capitol building. And so I was on my Twitter feed like for for the whole evening. I was just refreshing that Twitter Twitter feed because what I'm finding about Twitter, it has like all the latest like pictures. And oh, my God, go check out my Instagram. My story it should still be up by the time you guys hear. The, no, it won't. Never mind. <laughs> But my story is lit. Like it, Twitter has all the best like current pictures that's happening in real time. Like the guy with the Viking hat without a shirt with his, without a shirt and his face painting. Like in the like <laughs> so many good pictures from that. Um, I like how people call it insurrection. But what's really interesting about it is that they just let these motherfuckers in. When it was BLM, they were armed to the tits on the Capitol building, standing there like they were stormtroopers. I'm telling you, these motherfuckers were not playing around with BLM. But as soon as you got the president's people coming, marching or waddling down the fucking street, they just let they just opened the gates up, let them right the fuck in. They let them in. And someone's dead. And like, what's really disconcerting are these photos of like Secret Service barricading the walls and protecting the state's people from from the angry mob of fat people who are mouth breathing uh, heavily in the halls of justice. So it's a uh, it, 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 it's a weird time. But you know, <laughs> it, it's been a weird year. Now we're in a new one, and why not? Why not just start it off? Like the last one ended with a bang. Okay, guys. So uh, <laughs> go follow me on all the social medias. You can also uh, subscribe on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Which, by the way, Podbean, I, tried, uh, I found out that Podbean will feature you on the front page if you sign up for a Podbean and and all you have to do is put their logo on your uh, website 
for a few days. And they'll put you on their front page as a featured podcast if you do that. So I'm like, okay, cool. Because I was I was looking for ways to expand the podcast and I'm looking for sponsorship and shit. So um, I was like, okay, let, let's get some more traffic. I go sign up for a Podbean account. Um, before I sign up for the account, it says I have like 300 followers and like a bunch of listens and downloads. And I'm like, what the fuck are all these like... So I claim my thing and now I claim my account and now it just says I have zero followers, zero plays, zero podcasts. And I'm just thinking, what in the, f- I, I didn't figure it out. I bailed. So <clears throat> I might have to swing back through Podbean. But if if, 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 <laughs> if you're listening on, on Podbean, please follow if you can or subscribe. It helps. Again, you can subscribe on YouTube or on Twitch. YouTube is free, and that's where we put all of our uh, stream videos, so you can watch all the, the the podcast that's been on Twitch. You can watch on YouTube at any time, on demand, and you can also find uh, our music tutorials there and some silly shit. You can also subscribe to Twitch, which, again, will cost you a few dollars, but again, I keep saying again, again. All that money goes right back into this show. So please do go and support. I was thinking about starting a Patreon, but that just seems embarrassing. I like it. There's nothing more embarrassing to think about. Well, there is a lot of things more embarrassing than having a Patreon that has no patrons just sitting there. And I'm sitting here begging, please be my patrons. Uh, so I don't know. And plus, I don't know if I want to do like extra content because I'm always I'm like, this whole show has turned into extra content, so it's just, I don't know. Anyways, I'm rambling, and uh, I could have saved this for the other side. For for those of you waiting for Orchestereo, please feel free to fast forward. As soon as you hear the music, if you hear music again, like get louder and me stop talking, that's when you know where the show is about to start with the interview. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the last one is uh, is pretty important as well as the other two and that is review please leave the show a review on apple itunes or anywhere that is possible to leave a review because it helps us to be found in the algorithm of the podcast universe again still trying to find a better way of saying that i should just reference my wife she has a a great way of consolidating words to make like a concise like point and and that's what i need i don't need all these filler words because my stupid brain doesn't function correctly okay that's everything the reviews help i will read them on air whatever yeah uh write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com and that is about it wait hold on we got more when i already advertised for dave monday so monday on the stream we have kintsuku kintsuku who is a music streamer fantastic music streamer and then on january 25th we have julian who is a French-Canadian music streamer. Very talented young man. Anyways, that's... I don't know who's next. I can't remember. But just so you, just so you guys know, I have lost track of what the order of releases are. So I'm definitely just release. <laughs> I'm back on track. But like for the last couple, they were definitely out of the timeline. So I do apologize if... <laughs> If maybe we're making references that don't make sense in the timeline of life, uh, but it's only because I'm too lazy to write down the order of the shows. So there you go. So it's not your fault. 
It's not my fault. It is my fault, but whatever. We're going to get them out, folks. We're going to get them out. <laughs> All right. Enough talk. Let's get into this. All right, everybody. Put your hands together for my friend, Orchestereo. Orchestereo. Yeah, yeah. There he Correct. is. Connected. Yo, what's up? There he is. There I see he my is. In chat. There he is. There he is. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Here I'm gonna oh, oh. Can you mute the? Uh, can you mute uh, the stream on your end, bud? Yep. Stream is muted. I. I am actually gonna mute. I'm gonna mute you too because. I've uh, I, I, I've realized that having music on in the background while I'm trying to talk to somebody is so distracting for me. It's like, and I just get lost, and it's just really? yeah. Well, it's just I'm I'm very one track minded here. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like I'm just uh -huh. like it, I have to be very focused on what I'm doing right in front of me, or I'm just it, it just all falls apart. And well, you know that's just how it goes. For on me. a funny but makes sense. Yeah. it makes sense how are you doing man how was your thanksgiving great um believe it or not i'm still hungry you're still hungry well sure, yeah man. Um, you know the seconds after i'm just i'm eating out of tupperware right now i love I've got it. a biscuit i've got a chicken curry i've got ham and some gravy oh so. no pie though no pie they're, they're calling uh, for pie right now <laughs> you know <laughs> we didn't have pie we had pumpkin spiced cake rather but it was moist so moist See, it's I, I get it. It's just not the same though. Like, there's it's not the same as as pumpkin pie, and and like from the looks of it, that's a pumpkin pie emote. Kind of feel like uh, I kind of feel like you're faking the funk, Orgasterio. Do you really love pie? You know, to be honest, and I think the rumor has been going around that I have not had pie yet, and um, <laughs> those rumors are true. Um, they're uh, they're true. Um, don't let it. I'm gonna fool you. I haven't had pie in the U.S. yet. Oh my God! What have you been doing? What have you been? What, well, first of all, where are you from? Where, where are you from? If you don't mind. Um, South Africa. South Africa. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I grew up in South Africa, born and raised. Um, then I moved out to um, Boston, and from Boston, I stayed a year in Spain, and then to Los Angeles. Uh, was Boston to go to school? Yeah, yeah, that's what I went to college. Berkeley and a bit of MIT. Oh, shit. You went to MIT, too? <laughs> I didn't uh, study at MIT. I worked with MIT, so I was part of the um, um, the music mayhem over there at the media center. What, what the music mayhem of the media center? Yeah, yeah, that's where I really got in touch with music tech. <laughs> what, is that, like, where you learned, like... Uh how to handle like a, a, a soundboard and, and miking techniques and all that stuff. It's more where I connected with people and I learned through them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a whole network out there and people have crazy ideas. And if you put enough people together, it actually becomes possible. 
Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, Chet, uh, uh, I, I see you guys over there. If you guys have any questions for Orc, you can use one uh, a fresh bar or a channel point. Uh, I call them fresh bars because I'm ridiculous. But you can, if you have a question for a guest, it, it only costs one fresh bar, so I know you can afford it. Just by being here, you can afford a question for our guest. So it just helps me uh, uh, keep track of things. So I appreciate that. Drive drives across drives cross country with an apple pie. <laughs> yes, get this man a pie. Get this man a pie. Speaking of pie, Raina is out in the kitchen right now cooking, which I uh, I, I I can really appreciate. Ooh. She's out there cooking Thanksgiving uh, version 2.0. Uh, so, oh, yeah, it's not over. Yeah. No, it's not. And and you know what's fucked up? We're having another one tomorrow. If the super spreader events didn't get uh, wild enough, we're gonna have another one tomorrow. It's just too much. It's just too much food, man. Like I, I don't know how to handle this much food. Well, I do. I eat it and I get fatter. But you know, that's how we handle the food. Kitten. What's a kitten? I don't know what. Oh, kind kitten. Hi, kind kitten. Kind kitten <laughs> Sorry. Yay, people here. I know. How yeah, are you all? My question is why? Why is he such a nice person? Uh, <laughs> We'll start there. Orchestraria, why are you such a nice person? Um, I, I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's working. Um, I haven't failed um, in kindness this year. Um, it's, it's needed. Well, you know what's nutrition. Yeah. Kindness is a nutrition in 2020 right now. Gail, hey, welcome, Gail. I saw you sneak in here. She's in the kitchen. What? This is misogyny. Yeah, I know. I know. I I am a misogynist asshole. I need to wear a shirt that says, "This is what a misogynist looks like." You know, instead of a feminist, this is what a misogynist looks like. And then on the back is like, "My wife cooks for me." <laughs> and then underneath they'll say, "Bitch," and then and then I'll get canceled. Um, and that'll be fun. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what's your favorite song from Serenity? This is a real question from Aaron the Glow Stick. Aaron the Glow Stick. Um, definitely, you know, the recent one we did was called the, um, gosh, The Journey. Yeah. Um, I got a mandolin. We raised funds for it. Um, I learned how to play the mandolin live on stream and we recorded right away. That turned into that tune. Um, later on, it's going to be animated by another um, Twitch streamer, YouTuber, uh, the, Poop, the Puka. The Puka? Um, yeah, the Puka. He's a good friend of mine. Oh, nice. Now, through streaming. Um, and we've got a wonderful community on Minecraft. Um, and um, they're making a music video for that song, which will be animated and, I guess, posted onto YouTube later. So it's, it's a big project in the works that I didn't expect to happen. I mean, that's like the one thing about this platform that that comes out of it. It's like I'm getting involved in a lot of projects that I would have never expected with people all around the world. And it's so fucking cool, man. I, I'm yeah. loving Twitch for that, that, that connectivity. And like, because this whole pandemic, we've sort of had to figure out how we're going to keep ourselves busy, right? Why we're sort of in lockdown. And I feel like this platform is so amazing because it's... Because you have to be sequestered by yourself, but you also get to be sequestered with like a bunch of people all over the world. So yeah. it's been really cool to sort of jump into this platform and sort of, yeah. you know, explore and stuff. Um, it's, it's really scintillating to see how you can 
connect with someone on different types of platforms, for example, gaming versus music. Yeah. I never thought that it would be a career to put both together in the past. It's one or the other. You know, you're either practicing your instrument or playing games. Right. Um, but at the same time, you start getting good at both, and it actually becomes a job skill mm-hmm. as a streamer is to be a proficient gamer. <laughs> um, you know, you, you, can, you can get into a game. You can get into a game knowing absolutely nothing. That's yeah. not, I'm not yeah. saying that you have to be professional to be a good streamer. What I'm saying is it becomes a skill. Mm-hmm. It starts developing into one the way you start playing the game. You're presenting a show. For example, you're keeping people engaged, involved, instead of just entertained. Right. Um, you know, there's a versus in that word. I feel entertainment is where you have someone sit back and you do all of the work. Yeah, engagement yeah. is the opposite where it's you you rely on each other yeah. i can't do a music stream without an audience you know otherwise i'm just in my room talking to absolutely no one and, you know at the same time in reality it is like that if you have to just see through the camera and you didn't know i was streaming someone had to just walk into my room um but at the same time i'm connecting i'm really connecting it influences my compositions influences what i'm making i'm totally vulnerable in the moment where anything can fly you know, anything can set my tone, set my mood. I'm having a conversation. It's something I wish could be done at live performances is you want to hear what people are saying, but you can't talk over each other while you're, you're playing. Yeah. Imagine yeah. having, like, imagine the world reopening and um, you go to a classical concert or a jazz concert or any type of concert. And suddenly you have on the board in front of you while you're playing live, people texting comments as you're playing you know and that way instead of yelling out like you know like you know throwing panties on stage or maybe you know i don't know you know that's that's the vibe and it's um instead you can just be like hey dude you sound great like right cool thanks and they can drop requests and and and, uh yeah drop tips and stuff tips on venmo and so on things like that um in a live performance now if we can put that there i think the world's going to open up. Things are going to be socially distant still mm-hmm. and less people at a venue. Maybe we can integrate both into yeah. a live concert is as if you were doing a Twitch stream I with really the social like distance. That. Yeah. I really like that idea. And when you look at like bands like uh, Snarky Puppy, when they do those live recordings oh, yeah. and they have everybody with headphones on. Like, Imagine I having to project in the back with the chat. Right, exactly. You have something in the chat. Yeah. Everyone has headphones, so you're all in the same space. And that way you yeah. can use these nice microphones. You don't have to use fucking an SM57 <laughs> and, you know, like these crummy yeah. uh, regular cardio yeah. mics. You can actually use... At the use... same time, you make friends because, and, you know, and... when you go to a bar, your expectation is I'm going to dress up fabulous to go somewhere for total strangers maybe i'll meet people maybe i'll have a good time maybe i'll make friends there's Mm -hmm. a chance of that but once you actually get there you get overwhelmed by it because you don't know what to expect it comes to surprise because you don't know who was going to be there um it could be anyone now imagine having like a live like bar gig for example or just like a concert and you're sitting by and the person in row E11 starts commenting and writes something and, you know, you start making a friend or something. Or oh, there's a troll and we shut them down. You know, I, I really don't want trolls at my concert. Go <laughs> home. Um, what are you doing here? Um, or just join part of the fun and learn how to have fun, you know? And then, um, then, right, in the mid- and then right in the middle of the stream, someone kicks the door open and, then, and they go, Ray! 
right? And like 200 of their friends come filing in and they all try to find a seat. And yeah. They sit down. I you not, how it was in Boston. Um, we used to have friends playing um, all over Massachusetts Avenue. There were different venues, um, jazz gigs happening around, like there's Wally's, um, then there's the Bebop up the road on um, by the Fenway side. And, you know, we just go as a group of friends and we'd go and we'd have a drink at. Wally's and Wally's would close and we'll go to the Bebop because they right. close it. And then you go to a pizzeria and you'll, you're just going as this big crowd of friends. And that's a raid. That's a real life raid is, yeah. you know, someone walks into a bar with a group of friends and mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, hello. I remember you or, Oh, welcome new people. I see you're all together. Let me, yeah, it's, it's really what it is. That's how I treat it over here. It's real people. It's not. Oh just, yeah. Well, you definitely, they're definitely real people because I mean, there's definitely conversations you have that, I mean, like, I don't know, like, it goes down in the D. It goes down in the yeah. Discord, you know, like, a lot of these, these, these behind-the-scenes. The quintessential things. example here is that you are a blind artist. And you could play for 20,000 people and not see them while you're streaming. Yeah. And I've always wanted to know what does that feel like? How does Stevie Wonder feel like, for example? How did Ray Charles right. feel like? playing for like thousands and thousands of people, but not knowing they're there, but feeling that they're there. I feel that, you know, staring at my tech, um, that's really um, a similar feeling that hits me. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, I remember the first time that someone raided, a big raid, and I was playing with Rain on her stream, and it was like... <coughs> Like 200 people or something insane, right? Like, and we had like six people in chat the whole time, and all of a sudden there's 200 people, and it really is like this, this, this like the adrenaline starts pumping. Like, I literally yeah. funny how just seeing a number on a screen change while you're doing the same. I thing. turned that shit off, dude. I turned it off so long. Yeah. Just, I, I, I don't even want to see it. It fucks with yeah. my head. It fucks with my head. I can't look I've at come it. To the solution of turn it off, but analyze after. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the analytics part is is huge yeah. because uh, you want to know right. if you're growing. You track everything at once exactly. doesn't right. really. It's going to ruin your show. It's going to get in the way. Be who you are. Stream who you want to. If even if it's two people in the room, treat it like it's ten thousand. If you want to, okay. if you want to, because that gives an advantage. Because if you have stage fright and you have twenty thousand people watching, but you treat it as if there's two people in the room or your closest friend, for example, or a Zoom call. Um, for what you know, that's this is from the introvert's perspective. Is a lot of musicians who are streaming on Twitch. I can predict that a majority of them are introverts. Maybe never played a live gig, which isn't bad. It really isn't bad. Um, I've spent probably two years of my music career not doing live gigs and only being in studios or recording for film mm. or remotely. And you actually miss playing at that point, but it's a whole different art. So it's like the microphone turns into a microscope. Wow! In those games. Wow, that you know, and and uh, you have lovely lace. How you doing? Whispering glitter. No, I, the <laughs> when you say microscope, the first thing that hits because I had a live, I had a music stream of, like a, last week or something, and when I go back to the playback, I hear every fucking wrong note I mean, and, and these are the type of things that sort of get lost at live gigs right like you can hit a sour note at a live gig and it'll just blend in with the sound it's just a wall of sound that's blasting your ears but like when you're when you when when you got fucking you got nice ass condenser mics you got nice ass equipment and everything is dialed in beautifully and 
what all you can hear is that burr, 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 and it's just like, oh god. So you know, I, I brag about that on my streams that I've probably got the highest quality audio that's streaming right now. It is when nice. I'm and I'm sending things at 96k at one of the most powerful music machines that we've made. Um, Ultron is a supercomputer, 16 cores, 120 gigs of RAM running on a 30 terabyte hard drive, and two graphics cards processed into two satellites on universe it's crazy this is this is something that this is some that's like that's movie studio type shit man that's (laughs) exactly i want people to listen to what i listen to on my side here the full mix but at the same time saying that you're streaming at such a high quality means that you're exposed to everything Mm. you hear the mistakes and i want them to hear the mistakes i want them to know like you know this is what it is in real life i want to give that experience that you're in the room with me if i take my violin out if i play out of tune if i'm scratching yeah whatever but at the same time i can also enhance it and you can hear a fully mixed version live wow that's by having my effects and eqs on and everything now is that setup is that something that you, I, I mean you know i know hello nasa call stuff. <laughs> uh is that something that you put together yourself or is this something that you uh, acquired because you work in the industry um, it's it's a bit of both. Um, through the years, um, we've invested a lot in equipment. Um, if I had to put a price on things, I would say that the music equipment I have right now is about seventy thousand dollars worth invested in over all these years. Um, but at the same time, we've built a lot. So the computer that I'm using now, we've invested about one thousand two hundred dollars in the parts. That's equivalent to the new Mac Pro. That's twenty nine thousand dollars. Jesus! You look at how much you save on that by doing something yourself, making it your own way. Um, The way that Apple computers have just limited our usage now with um, capitalism, the way um, things are limiting software updates, you have to always upgrade everything else. So you think that um, an OS upgrade or a Windows upgrade is going to be for free? What you don't realize is that you're going to have to buy all of your programs again, so on, and keep up. And yeah, it really elevates the thing off. I, I think innovation is being abused here, where if it's you know if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, type of thing. Yeah. We're constantly upgrading the same wheel and reinventing it. Um, he has the iPhone eight. He has the iPhone ten. You know, it's. I just got the Max Pro. I'm not trying to gloat. I didn't ask for it. It just it, it ended up in my hands. Okay, I'm not trying to. I, I didn't ask for it. Okay, folks, but it's I have it. It's amazing. I love it. It's incredible. It's crazy, but yeah. But I mean, that's planned obsolescence. That's just part of the game, right? I mean, that's just that's that's part of what they do is that they create these 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 uh, I mean, <laughs> limited releases. <laughs> I, I just for lack of saying it better, uh, they just have this, you know, it's like, well, this will last for about a year and a half. And then these motherfuckers have to throw this away and go buy a new one. And, and that's how yeah. the, the thing wheel is keeps turning, turning something into a subscription. You give up a lot of time to grow things. Mm. Think about the iPhone four, for example, how many years did that last on the market? And how many times did phones have to, you look to Nokia and, the iPhone compared to each other. Nokia had to keep upgrading, 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 getting born into Microsoft to try and compete with such a phone. And then after we lost Steve Jobs, we lost that that vision over there. And it became a subscription base of, 
will slowly upgrade each time but have you pay for the same product instead yeah. of saying let's yeah. wait four years until we make a new iphone <laughs> let's wait you know right. can yeah. you imagine how scary that would be um just to have that claim take the time and just be humble about your market really wow um it's like saying i can constantly write music every minute of my life but i'll be exhausting myself right and let me take a break for a few days come back with this you know crazy craft it's the same as cooking you know it becomes fast food that's what it really is it becomes wow. the mac donald's mac chicken that you have that's constantly made the same way maybe changed every few seasons but yeah yeah it's I, just i see what you're really saying man that that's a that, that i've never thought about it in that way uh, let's see. Amen. UI design sometimes breaks. Uh, what isn't broken? Freaking amen. Ugh. And I never own a program software anymore due to monthly subscriptions. It's horrendous. Yeah, for sure. I hate well, sub-based plugins. It, depends how it's, it, it really it depends how it's used but, um, with softwares. Um, for example, I think Splice is doing something right. Um, Splice is a, it's a sample library um, subscription-based software where you have access to different genres of samples but mm. what they're doing further from that which i think is a good product is their plugins so they have deals with um isotope um with even outputs one of their competitors they're renting out their plugins so oh, what you is, do are they the rent to own is that sort yeah, of what they the okay okay own. that's what that's what wild what silver saying instead of buying a plugin that would be for example i use um outputs uh portal mm -hmm. that's 150 dollars I would rather spend $10 a month and still have full access to that plugin. And then once the time comes where it reaches $150, you keep the program forever. You've That's bought it all. incredible. I'm fucking, yes. I've never heard of Splice. And I was just sitting there like, I need new drum packs because I've been fucking yeah. using the same tired ass drum. Stop your subscription when you're not using the program. Um, I do the same with Sibelius, for example. It's mm. $8 a month and... If I'm not composing on the program, I can just stop the subscription for a while and then get it back when I do have a gig that's demanding. Yeah. On yeah, so, exactly. No, I love. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. Yeah, like sub subscription based um, uh, 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 media, I guess it, it it does have its advantages because uh, same thing for like Zoom. I don't usually have like four or five people I need to send links right. to, but when right. I do. You know, like I'll pay the fifteen bucks and then have have that for a month and just you know and work it out like that. There's several other things I do, but I really like the idea of rent to own this splice thing. I'm gonna look into that because I mean, my God, that's just just everything. Yeah, the Adobe platform. I love how Adobe did that. They they went yep. and and they have the whole suite available. Yep. Um, and then they offer the 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 student discount on the rent on the. Um, on the subscription too, so that's amazing. I, I think that's what that's like though is when Avid starts to force you into a subscription mm. where you don't have the option of a perpetual license. Yeah, that's when things get interesting. <laughs> let's get to some. Let's get to some of these uh, questions because uh, some of them were from 15 minutes ago. My goodness, what's happening? We're talking. That's what's happening. Uh, what's the most unexpected thing to happen since you began streaming? And that's from just Jamie. You know, um, oh gosh, this was the. Um, it's, it's become my drinking story. Uh, <laughs> I used to start playing. Uh, I started streaming by playing Red Dead Redemption, mm -hmm. and it was just for friends. You know, lockdown 
happened and I just wanted to hang out, let my brother know that I'm just, you know, online, all that. Yeah. It became a thing and then a few of my friends started watching and eventually you bump into uh, what are known as griefers in the gaming community, people who are there to make your life miserable and have you rage quit. There's this whole psychology about it. I hope wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Who is it? Who are these people? Griefers. Reefers? Like weed reef? No, like grief. Oh, griefers. Like you're grieving for yeah. someone who passed. Okay. So their yeah, name is yeah. griefers and they go and they're like trolls, but like Oh, on another level, my dude. Oh, these are people who make you throw your controller at the wall. And it's happened to you? So what kind of things do they do? Because I've never heard of this, but I love these small little subgroups of... So, of... Um, griefers, sometimes they're absolute... There's, there's different types of griefers. It's really on level of... Um, it's, it's definitely under two-digit IQ on these, but there are variations of that two-digit IQ. And um, starting off is, you know, the first moron who joins and it's like, I'm in a shooting game. Let me shoot every online person i see moving like yeah. ooh, real human you know um that type of dude um coming up to a level 100 and up player it's not very wise to do that so it gets counteract second level of griefing is definitely the um the trolling one that happens in more competitive modes where um <sighs> i don't know how to explain it they're there to have a fun time but at the same time, it's probably someone in their room with their friends being like, oh, look at that online player. Let's go and fuck with them a bit and just mess with them and have a good time gotcha. doing that. Gotcha. That's, that's a level of griefing and that's okay. You know, that's fine. You're having a good time and maybe I can have a good time because I know how to handle it. You have to really read your griefer. What, why, why do you think people why do you think people do that? Why do you think people people like go out of their way to make other people mad in those ways? It's a virtual world, but in the past, it used to be something where you'd play video games to take out your stress. You'd have a bad day. Let me play some Mortal Kombat. Let me kill someone. Right. Thing In a video game yeah. aspect, you know, killing is okay. It's a normal <laughs> aspect of video game culture is you die and you come back to life. You spawn, you come back again, you can redo, you can reset. But I feel that now that games have become... MMO like mass multiplayer. Mm. Um, they've um, it changes the aspect where NPCs, non-player characters, the people in the game are a different tribe completely, different type. Um, it's like if you play Red Dead Redemption, you're in the cities, the little towns, and you have the little NPCs wandering around helping out. They become a community. You talk to the machines because the online content providers of the game on Rockstar will start having DLCs, start having opportunities, giving missions. They become real people because at the end, the NPC on those type of MMO games, um, they are the game developers. That is the matrix. That is the world we are in right now. They are God. Hmm. They control everything. Kill them as many times as you want. They will come back. Right. You will not. You will come back until you leave the game and go to sleep. Right. They are the ultimate griefer. They will destroy you. That is their objective, is to make life difficult for you. That is why you play a video game. Now, the third stage of griefing relates to that. These are your players. These are players who have clocked the game, like probably 100% or maybe 90% there, or they're really good, and they know they can mess with people. 
They they know where you spawn every time they kill you. They will come back every time you wake up on that game and respawn again. You're gonna see the black screen over and over and over. It's just gonna keep loading every time you die, and they will keep doing that to you. They will hunt down your name. <laughs> now remember that in your head. Okay. <laughs> that is stage three griefing. Um, and one of my experiences playing. Um, so in Red Dead Redemption, um, you have a posse. You know, you can team up with your mates. Um, Izzy, Annie, they're part of my posse. Um, Matt's mods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Rin, Tsuko as well. A few other friends. My mods. My mods are in yeah. my posse yeah. now. Um, and, you know, we're a family. And it's just like you build up your camp and you do something called delivery missions where you have to hunt and have your items processed, which takes about four hours of gameplay time, of real time. Yeah. Play time and those four hours are valuable, you know, because you have to do it all over again if you lose. So, after the camp items get processed, gets this cart. This cart has to get from point A to B, which is probably more than half of the map, one of the biggest maps in game history in Red Dead Redemption. Um, and you go through, and as you're going through, it sends a warning to every other online player that they can steal your cart. And it's literally John Wick on a whole new level. Every <laughs> online who thinks that they can fuck with you will be there. We'll get you down. There are other posses out there, maybe more players. They are out to get you. So if you think you're going to do a mass delivery mission by yourself and you've spent four hours, think again because I can bring out my level three griefing. <laughs> I want to make quick money. That's how the game is. It's about deceiving. Oh. Uh, so anyways, we had our posse and we were doing a delivery mission and as we we're going, spots this one player named Crimson and, you know, he could have been trouble. He could have stopped us. He could have destroyed the cart. He could have dynamited it, whatever. He was just chilling in the middle of the road. I don't know, for fuck's sake, what was he doing with his life? Um, so I decided to get a head start. Griefed him. I saw where he spawned each time, kept griefing him over and over and over and over again. Um, just to save my team because we had to get this through. I have three players who have just started who are my mods. I'm looking out for them. I want them to have a good time. They're my family. I've got the pro players with me. We're keeping things rolling and I'm live streaming at the same time. I don't want trouble. I'm trying to host a show. Right. They get DM'd. This guy's calling me a twat. Um, <laughs> twat. All over again. And yeah. I'm like, I, I took it to events. Yeah. And my stream. Um, gives me a follow <laughs> he chills and he lurks um, and the next few streams um, we started to become really good friends and he's one of my subscribers right now um, and he's joined the Red Dead Posse what I didn't realize is that he was Australian uh -huh. and being called a shit cunt in Australia has a thousand meanings and 900 of them are good <laughs> okay oh so you didn't understand when he was calling you a shit cunt that he would he, be like that you're my you're my mate you're my mate mate yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just like ah you shit cunt that's <laughs> right <laughs> so I was like, okay. it's like when okay. when i was calling wild but sober a bastard for for putting those ridiculous questions for the dude from yeah. the violent febs i'm like he's asking about he's asking about shampoo and shit I'm like you son of a bitch but it's only because i love him it's only because i yeah. love wild but sober uh, but yeah, I, I get that. So that's awesome. I love that. I love that that you were able to flip somebody and to have them just. You might be on my channel now. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, uh, that, but, but I'm just curious, why do you think people are driven to do that? Why do you think people are driven to want to harass people and be, be rude like that? You know, the thing is, we should change that question. We should invert it a bit, is in why do we get so personal with video games now that it's a part of our lives that we are affected by this emotionally? <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. just a game. Right. It really same with music. You're to play music is to be playful, regardless of what genre you're doing, regardless of what you're doing. If you're not, if there's no sense of you that's playful, it's not music. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's, I mean, even silence is playful. Um, the whole point of being playful is to do something without looking back. Hmm. Uh, and there's affirmation in that. It's a lot of confidence in that, and there's a message in that that you try to portray. Yeah, and yeah. being playful in a video game, same thing. You want to have fun. You're sure that you're going to have a good time, um, and you're not looking back that you've decided to make that decision. Dogs, yeah. when dogs are, they don't care. You can look at a Labrador. I've spoken to Matt Suarez about this. It's like you can have a house burning down and a Labrador will just look at you like, where's the ball? <laughs> is it time to play? I have that face. Um, this is really how it is there. I love that. No, I love that idea too. I love that idea of, of calling it playful because it's like you don't, you're not sitting there. If, if you're taking things so fucking yeah. seriously, if you're taking it yeah. like, just like, oh my God, this is everything. You know, it's going to crush you. And I feel like, it, you know, after gameplay or after the concert or after the gig, it's going to crush you. Or during the gig, it's going to crush you. Or during gameplay, it's going to crush you. Because well, you're sitting there, you're taking it so seriously that you can't focus on what you're doing. I feel like when you are in that playful mode, you're just you're just having fun, baby. We're just jamming, you know? It's just like That's anything totally goes. And, like, yeah. who cares? There's no regrets here. We're just having a good time. But but why do people take it to that level? Why do people take it to the like I gotta fucking make this person throw his controller against the fucking wall? Like why even even though it's supposed to be playful and it should yeah. be something that people do to unwind, yet you know people are are, are driven in this 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 environment that's supposed to be for fun, but yet they're driven to go out and, and fuck with people. It's, I just, I, I mean, you know. Let's put that into context right now on Twitch. Let's do why, it. Why do we have a troll in the comments, for example? <laughs> wow, and it's, it's like these six months streaming, just seeing, um, you know, not just the growth in the channel, but how to deal with the psychology of people in your chat. Yeah. Uh, you can really read somebody. Um, you can read who's coming onto your streams, who's maybe trying to find a distraction in the world, who's out there, who's angry, <clears throat> who's upset. Um, I wouldn't blame any human being for being upset this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, how it is. And um, my responsibility isn't to be stressed out by that. It's how can I help? You know, that is why I'm here. That's why I'm streaming because by helping you, I can help you support me as well. Yeah. You don't want someone who's having a bad day and you're asking them for a subscription. It's not going to work. It's, it's just, you know, that's really it. And you, as streamers, we are trying to support ourselves as well. It's a job. It's my full-time job. Otherwise, if I'm not streaming, 
I'm, what am I doing with my life? I'm fully unemployed. Um, this is something where as soon as you reach affiliates, Twitch will send you a W-2 form to sign. That's an employment contract that you're going to get paid and you can <clears throat> comes to the other thing of dividing up your hours you don't ever consider if you're streaming 40 hours a week and you've only made 12 dollars that week that that's how much your wage is worth do not ever think about that do not put time into consideration as a streamer um but back to um you know this thing over here is you know you're providing a service of creating content your stream is your content it is a video being recorded live that's going to be there on the history of the internet do what you want people remember the moments um and you get personal with that you know people come onto your stream either sad angry confused all the times confused what is going on and i like that i i get <laughs> it's like part of my brain gets aroused by that it's really um there's like this part that just starts boiling up when someone's confused because I know that I'm making something that hasn't been made before. Yeah. That was yeah. my goal as, you know, as a musician, that's like the dream. Right. The dream is to do something that has never been done before. And I love it when people are confused and I love when the people who were confused before are not confused anymore and can explain to someone, this is the mood. This yeah. is a new mood. Brace yourself. You're about to get into this. And if you decide to stay, you know, three hours into my stream, I promise you, you would have made a friend. Yeah. Um, that's new. That's something that's needed today. Socially distanced. Yeah. You know. Socially distanced friends, man. I mean, yeah. I, I I love that. Um, yes, if. But I I like I like what you're saying though. It's like I'm you know you're not mad at people for coming to your stream for being for being upset and confused. This is a this is a crazy time. No. The pandemic. People are out of work. People you know like people. Are, they don't know if they're going to have a home to live in in a, in a month or so. You know, right. it's there's a lot in this world that's going on. And, and I love that you are are saying it's like I welcome these people because I want to be there to to offer some kind of help if I can. And Inclusion. Yeah, I, I really like that, man. That's a really nice way of looking at it. And I think Gail liked that, too. Uh, hey. she's, she's Gail hey, saying Gail. thank you. Uh, sometimes it becomes the numbers game and you forget why you love music. Yeah, for sure. That's why I turned that fucking number off because that thing is poison. It's poison. Turn off the viewer count. It's poison. Because you're going to look at it one day and it's going to have one person in it and, you, and, and, and for whatever reason, you know, you're going to be like, well, only one person cares about me? Oh. And, know, and even I if remember, it's not like that, but yeah. it's still yeah. like it's going to affect the way that you interact. And, so, and when you start seeing like thousands, when you only get like maybe one to 10 at the time um, on your past streams and it grows to that, you get stage fright, you know, but if you, you know, that's the benefit about this. And I used to do this with live concerts. Um, whenever I played in an orchestra, I'd play with my glasses off. It's like I can take my glasses off and Minecraft suddenly looks like it's, it's all these squares make a circle. The <laughs> not square anymore um and <laughs> i do that because i did not want to have people staring at me um i just wanted to focus in my music close my eyes and play but if i did that it would look weird in the orchestra so why not just eliminate my peripheral and um <laughs> uh just follow my ear um that's just 
what I did yeah. in the moment. I practiced so much that I'd have learned everything by memory. That's why we rehearse for hours. It's like that rehearsal isn't just a redundant thing. It's you're inserting an idea into a brain and recuperating it. It's yeah, um, it's that motion. Um, but anyways, that's just how I treated things is um, I do that. And it's, it's a great feeling because when I put my glasses on and I look at the audience and then I, I celebrate my inner introvert. Um, I feel that during this time we think that we are locked in, but mentally we have opened ourselves so much with our inner thoughts um, that it's, expanded and that expansion has been colossal and overwhelming at the same time people think that they have been depressed because of the lockdown but not realize that maybe they've been depressed the whole time and only took the time to acknowledge it now and that can get overwhelming yeah totally man like it's so interesting how people can just go and because you know the the just you every day you're doing the same routine you're just in and out grind 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 and you don't take time to look at what's going on on the inside you're just all surface baby i'm just trying to get to work so i can pay the fucking bill so they won't shut off the lights so i can fucking my wife will stop bitching at me and the kids won't fucking burn the house down and i can actually sit down with dinner at my table and fucking watch my show you know it's that yeah. whole thing and you don't you don't stop and look at like what's going on you, that's the biggest thing that that sucks about today's a lot of people just don't take the time to just stop and be like why am i feeling this way like what is what is this what why am i angry because this person cut me off you know like it was whatever you know like of course there's real a, a, a myriad of reasons to be angry at someone cutting you off but I'm just saying for people who like explode and then they, they follow them and then they're fucking honking them and flicking them off like fuck out and they're going nuts. You know, like it's it's a whole thing. And, and, the funny and thing at about the end that, Mike, is that the one word I haven't really heard much during this lockdown, like people are thinking of doing all these activities, maybe TikTok, yoga. Mm. I keep yoga over, Tai Chi, all over. I haven't heard meditate. Bro meditation I, no I, I haven't bumped into people saying i'm meditating during this lockdown right we're scared yeah no it, well there's a lot of things people aren't talking about yeah. like like exercise and taking vitamins and being yeah, exactly outside. You, hear like, meditation. you know like mental health like the cdc does not give a fuck about mental health or, or anything else doctors don't care about you being healthy and like taking care of yourself it's like the the, the there's no money in the cure, right? If people just took care of themselves, exercise, ate better, we would have a lot less disease and, 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 and medical fallout. But there's no money in, in people being healthy. The money is in people being sick. Um, let's get to another question because I'm just looking at the time. Uh, let me get to another. Okay, greetings from India. Wild but sober. Oh, I'm, I can't wait. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love you, Wild. Uh, do you prefer a live orchestra over sampled libraries? Kappa. Um, hmm. That's an interesting question that comes up today. We haven't really got into much of the film scoring stuff. No, and um, we will. I mean, this might be our segue. Well, Who knows? Put it this way. No matter what sample library you use, um, it's always going to sound as the live player. 
hear me out here. Okay. Um, there are sample libraries that I've invested in that $10,000. For example, for Spitfire, Los Angeles scoring strings, uh, Berlin strings, and then the free Spitfire string libraries. At the end, you're going to be mixing your music so much, and when you do have the chance to add a live violin to it, you're going to try and bring out the live instrument more that your library's sound is going to change to that. So um, I mentioned that is because I always use the two together. Um, I ba I'm able to design my studio in a way that um, I am a live orchestra. Yeah. Um, I am the orchestra because I have templates. For example, um, I've recorded for so many films remotely where I become the strict section as a violinist and violist recording yourself 20 to 100 times in the art of it, being able to adapt to the sample libraries, mm -hmm. um, tuning of the instrument, things like that, the adaption to the reverb, blending the reverb of me being in my room to a symphony hall with convolutions. Um, convolution reverb is, you have two types of reverbs, algorithmic reverbs, which are your lexicons, which are your effects that you put on something. Convolution reverbs are reverbs that simulate the hall that are measured with a sine wave that goes from point A to B, captures the interreflections of the whole pre-delays and so on so if you use altiverb for example you are in the disney hall you are in the berlin hall so you research okay if i'm working with the client that says hey i need to record remote violin onto a film of mine he has a track i ask them what sample library did you use and they'll be like why does it matter i'm like I need to know as a live player it's taking things to the next level because i'm going to enhance your orchestra I'm not just going to make it sound real. Right. Um, so right. if they tell me it's Spitfire, I know that I know it's being recorded in London. I know the the hall it's being recorded in. I try and adapt my violin as if I was in the orchestra. I blend it together, bigger sound. So really, it's about how human can you be in a score, and also how how can you merge that with technology? How can you speak to machines and have machines talk back? So with my tech, I make my scores in augmented reality um, with my lead motion kit. If you watch my streams, you'll see I wave my hands on my table and I'm able to conduct my music. I'm able to lift up and down and articulate things. I'm able to move sound around. It's, it's amazing what we can do today. Yeah, you um, talk to your computer? I talk to my computer as well. I was able to change all my voice commands into key commands, taking it to the next level. I don't have to remember on 50 programs, you know, how do you do something? At the same time, I can move around the room and I, I have an assistant in my room. So it's literally become my music assistant. But um, yeah, um, when working with things, it's always about the relationship between both and what your intentions are. If you can hear something in your head and do it, and that's what you want, um, obviously, there is going to be contexts where a symphony orchestra and a sample library are not going to sound the same, but there is a way to make it sound the same. Yeah. So, it, yeah, just just dig into your sounds, do what you do, treat it as an instrument. Don't just be like, I have a thousand sample libraries and a keyboard, and I'm just going to play and modulate my data. Really research your libraries, research the players, listen to the music they play, 
and know that that's what they play. Holy shit, that that's too much for me. <laughs> I'm like, does this sound good? Okay, we're doing it. No, and you yeah. know, you know, like, cause I, I talk about that a lot, and I've had some, you know, Grammy award winning producers on this show where. They're like, dude, whatever gets the fucking job done. Like, what? You know what? Like, sometimes, like, sometimes it's better to have a, a, a orchestra package or orchestra plugins because uh, it's cheaper. And who cares? Like, it fucking sounds good. I've had. That's you know, great. no, that's great that people say that. And that's great that, that people say that. <laughs> that's dude, funny. Those aren't the people doing the hard work, and we don't want them in the room. Well, well, they're the ones with the Grammys, I guess, yeah, and with yeah, the money. <laughs> they're doing their hard work in another area. So if you say, exactly. I have $5 billion, I'm going to fly to Mars. I don't care. I just want to get there. Um, and the engineers are the ones doing I see the bottom. Working to that. We don't want that person in the room. Yeah. But we want them. But they're going to do their job. They're going to complete their missions. But we don't need them in the room at that time. I, okay, so then what is the answer? Is that long answer you just gave? Is that the answer, as a film composer, stay away from the producers of the film. They are not your friends. <laughs> okay, I'm but sorry. but I'm saying I, I get that. I get that because producers tend to fucking just budget the film. In most cases today, it's your editors. Um, and your producers that really get in the way with feedback. You know, you'll write something a hundred times with, and you'll work with the screen directors, the directors themselves, and the um, the music editors and stuff. And you just have someone walk into the room and be like, "And hey, we're going to change it today. We're going to have a new musician come in. We're going to do it like this because I am paying you. And if you don't, you will get fired." Right. It's really how it is in today. I hold nothing back by saying this. I'm, I've been fired from so many gigs and I'm proud of it. It's like I've learned the art of saying no and it has gotten me in some deep shit in the world. Um, it's gotten me into lawsuit situations. It has gotten me into better situations where I have gotten better gigs hmm. by doing that. I used to start off as the intern in the room making coffee for the AAA composer who's written all these great movies and stuff and only treated that way until I said no. I don't want to make coffee. I'm not going to be here. People realize that, okay, we still need this person around because they're in the room. What can we utilize them for? Hey, by the way, do you write music? Of course I do. That's why I'm here. You know, <laughs> I'm not here to make fucking coffee for you. Like hire someone to do that. You're getting free work from me. Why don't you have free music from me? Isn't that what you want even more? Right. And I got fired, but someone else heard it in the room and gave me an opportunity the next day wow. until the point came where I don't want to orchestrate the whole time. I want to actually compose the music. And it's like, well, that's not the gig I'm giving you. And I'm like, I'm so sorry that you have to say that. So I'll be leaving. Yeah. Um, so they lost me. Yeah. They lost me. They didn't get rid of me. They lost me at that time. And they lost me in a good way is that we were direct with each other. Decisions were made and respectfully. I decline. Um, moving on to greater things. The greatest thing of all is working for yourself, but it's also the worst thing of all. Yeah. No discipline. I am. I consider right now today, maybe I'm fun employed. Yeah. Having fun with unemployment, great. But at the same time, I have all this time that I've dreamed of mm. doing. And I'm lucky that the freelance work I have during the lockdown that I'm fighting for every single day 
I'm streaming every day. I'm just trying to make rent. I've, it's this has been the first month where I'm a week early on having rent after everything we did. But the few nights before that, absolutely sleepless, wow. um, releasing music on this project. But having the support of the community, it was it was great. But gosh, it's it's tiring. It really is tiring. You don't know how far you're going to go. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Sometimes you don't want it tomorrow, but you just got to do it. And now I feel that I have a responsibility to be self-employed is because I found a calling. I found a use for what I'm doing. And that's really, I don't consider it freelance anymore. Hmm. What, what was, what was that moment where you decided that you didn't want the coffee? Like, how did that go down? Like, because that's not just that moment where you're just making coffee. That leads, that led up to something. What was the moment that pushed you and made, that flipped that switch in your head and was like, I need something better? And it doesn't even have to be the coffee thing. It, it, I mean, it, it can be, a, but but you know what I'm saying? Like, what what is that thing that flipped the switch that was like, I just need to be doing it for myself? There's that saying where if you're the best player in the band, you're in the wrong band. <laughs> yeah, um, I've heard that before. It's, you know, I'm in the room with five music qualifications with um, even perfect pitch. I can play 10 instruments and I came here to do that. I moved to another country. I'm on a, a visa. I have a Emmy Award um, credits onto that. And I'm in the room making coffee for someone who is treating me badly. Who, who was it? Who, who was treating you badly? That they have the gig, you know. Yeah. It's like um, I realized my self-worth. Hmm. And I really went with it. It was a big risk. But at the same time, if you're not going to take it, Wari is a rocking chair where you're doing something but not getting anywhere. Yeah, no, I, I, we talk about that all the time, that, that moment where you're like, I, you know, where you have to take that step off the ledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to, uh, eventually you're going to have to take that risk. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to get there, if you want to get to that next level, like you're gonna, there's risk involved. You well, being comfortable it does not necessarily garner. Yeah, it, it doesn't become a risk when you realize that you're taking a big, bigger risk by wasting time. No, you're right. You're right. But when you have a family you have to feed and, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 getting yeah, to yeah. that level, you right. know what I mean? When, if it's just you by yourself, it's like, fuck it, I'll eat ramen noodles and I'll live in my car. But it, when I, it's like, you know, your wife and your kid. and yeah. It's responsibility. Yeah. In your risk. Um, how do you do that? Um, yeah, I've come across so I think being at MIT. I learned this um, in the building over there is I put together an orchestra of 200 musicians from different parts of the world. 30% of them were from MIT. 70% of them were some of the best players from Berklee College of Music, New England Conservatory, Boston Conservatory. And we're performing with Jacob Collier, multi-Grammy award winner. Um, we have Jamshid Sharifi, who's the orchestrator for Sting putting the music together, Quincy Jones as well, like yeah. everyone involved in this. And you go to the brass section and it's the MIT brass band featuring into this and you talk to them and you ask them like, what do you do? And they tell you that I am a neuroscientist. I'm going to be working for NASA one day. 
um, you know, I'm, I'm doing all these things and I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> Out there, you know, we're just musicians here. Um, but um, comparing music to rocket science, sure. But the real answer they gave me was, I would have jumped out of a window if I wasn't here right now. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the real truth is um, that, that connection over there um, with that. Um, so it's like maybe you see something that you love as a risk that you're going to take while you have a responsibility to someone or something else or even yourself. Maybe you're in a situation like that. But if you take the time just to put a little bit of that time that you have into something that you really love that, and you find out that it's not a risk, it actually benefits you. And suddenly it starts accompanying you like the piano accompanying a solo violin. And that accompaniment starts turning into a sonata and a duet instead. It's not accompanying you anymore. It starts working together with it. All of a sudden, the sonata reverses. If you listen to Mozart's piano sonatas, um, they call it a piano violin sonata instead of a violin piano sonata because the violin is accompanying the piano. The piano has a melody most of the time. The violin is playing the accounts line. I believe that was a point in his life where he decided to reverse it. And you take that euphemism into today, into your quintessential person that you are, and you realize that, hey, there's a small thing that I do that I love, slowly it starts working and it starts influencing what you do and then it starts getting bigger and you start supporting it and you start accompanying that dream. You start investing in that later on. The biggest thing is that time is not a restriction, it's a benefit. The only restriction you have on time is your health. Mm. Let's be real. Yeah. If you're not healthy to do something, you can't do it but that's not going to stop you from doing something. It's not going to stop you from making art. Um, and part of being healthy like that is mental health as well. If you feel that you're in the office and your brain is itching to dance, for example, um, dance a little bit and try to invest in that slowly. And like I said, grow your time. It's really the plant in the room. Um, and that plant is going to become a forest yeah. if you take it with care. So, yeah, I, I would say that was the answer to that question is like even with streaming, because some people are streaming from a part time job and don't have the time to create as much content. But then at the end, with the right consistency and growth, that stream starts to become an affiliate account, then a partner account. And guess what supports what? Right. No, I, I, I love that answer. I love that. And that's one of the things. <coughs> hey, Wild But Sober, have a good night, buddy. Get some rest, sweet dreams. Love you, bud. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love that idea, man. And and that's something that I've seen. And something being, being a, working for myself as a musician over the last six years and seeing sort of how things sort of just start. It's like if you're paying attention you know, if you're paying attention and, and you're following what you're supposed to, and that's, you know, we're not supposed to, but if you're following the your path, I feel like you're going to get there. And and you also got to kind of look at what success is. You got you can't think about success being like being on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, which 
I don't even know if that's real success anymore, but I guess it is. Uh, it, but it's, it's, you know, like having this idea that I'm going to be a rock star and I'm going to go and do that. It's like, I feel like you kind of got to, you got to look at it and, and like you're saying, you got to kind of plant the seed and you got to sort of take care of that seedling. And it, it, it's not going to be this big, beautiful fruiting tree all at once, right? Sometimes it is, which is weird, you know, but that's not how it always goes. So you kind of got to like, you kind of got to take care of it and you kind of got to foster it. And, and, and yeah. it is, it can be a slow grind. And for me, it was a slow grind, but that was my fault. Oh. I was in my own way because of that. Yeah. But, but what I found once I took that leap, that took that step off the ledge is that you do find a way to, to sort of turn. First of all, I had to find a way to make money because I had a kid and wife. But, but also, you find a way, if you love this thing that you do, you find a way to monetize it, which sounds gross. But you do. You find a way to sort of make money off it. You find a way. It, it starts small, and then you keep feeding yeah. it, you keep watering it. You, you, and you can't just be this one thing either. Like That's what I love about you is that you're a multi-instrumentalist. You know, you're a performer. You're also a composer. Yeah. There's different aspects to any field that you sort of have to hustle into. So, and I, I'm talking about music right now and art. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a big secret to it, and you know, I'm ready to reveal that secret. What's to the, the world. secret, man? What's the secret to being, 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 being the best and being the top and being the most hired and being the most paid? What's the secret, baby? I can give the secret to climbing high. Okay. And, <laughs> Let's um, climb high. Yeah, I can give the Let's secret. Let's start there. Then we'll, then we're going to get to these questions, by the way, everybody. I'm sorry I'm taking so long to get to these questions. The real, the real secret right there is um, that we've been conditioned in a society where we only believe in uh, two sides of the coin of uh, dependency and uh, independence. And there is actually a third side to the coin, and that is called interdependence. Interdependence helps so much relationships with people, marriage. You know, you want to do your own thing, but at the same time, you want to support each other. Put that into music. I want to do my own thing, but I wanted to support my other things I do. Um, I wasn't going to play a guitar. I learned how to play a mandolin because a mandolin is tuned to the violin. Hmm. Support each other. That way, the communication is much more efficient. My iwi, for example, my breath controller... Um, it's fingered to a saxophone, but um, I can use it to control my other wind instruments the same way, just by breathing onto it. That interdependence there, that communication over there, that really becomes the input-output. <sighs> Sorry. Oh, okay. um, with everything else I'm doing, um, yeah, the people I'm with, the way I communicate my Twitch as well, between my gaming community and my music community, you know, maybe Red Dead or Minecraft and music, creating stream safe music as well for people in the community there's the interdependence of they're supporting me and i'm supporting them that's the quid pro quo out of it and if you can manage a way to focus on interdependence that's just a secret to climbing high these days hmm. you lean onto one you pull down you lean onto the other but you can't climb a ladder with one hand you can it will be more difficult yeah if you have two limbs you know, it's like Use, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I get it, man. I I get it, and and I couldn't agree more, man. Uh, you you definitely, uh, I feel like people who, 
You know who I, I feel bad for right now is for all my friends who are like, oh, I'm just holding out until the fucking pandemic's over and I'm going to just go back to gigging all the time. And, and, and this is in regards to like, hey, maybe you should think about Twitch. Hey, maybe you should think about like thinking about sync uh, or, or thinking about, you know, just different avenues. And the people who are sitting there still being like, no, man, the gigs are going to come back. It's going to come roaring back. And it's like, well, I don't know. But I'm, the gig. what are they saying? <laughs> they, they're waiting for the gigs. They're waiting for the gigs to come back. And I, I have friends all over the country, all over the world. And, and some are. Like some are in like Georgia are fucking gigging all the time. But like, you yeah. know, Cali, there's no gigs. Yeah. Yeah, it's waiting to rain in California if you're going to think that way. Exactly. So it's, you gotta, if you're gonna, you can't just hold on with that one limb, right? You gotta. The biggest pet peeve in the world are people who think that the world owes them something. <laughs> that, yeah, I think, I think there's that a whole. It owes you anything from privilege to having a degree from Berkeley or Harvard or MIT and walking into a building saying you deserve the job mm. someone who works hard for it. Um, rarely that degree becomes a receipt. And if you don't value what you paid for, then that's your fault. What do you, what would you say then about someone getting a job because maybe they had to, and I know this is not, you know, this is not how it usually works in the music, but what if they're just trying to fill a quota? Uh, do you get what I'm like? They need, they need, they need a black person or they need you know or they're trying to be diverse do you think that that um i've been put into those situations many times um, i'm sure a composer from south africa first of all i was the first student from africa to graduate berkeley college of music with a film scoring degree wow i hold that and i'm not proud of that because i don't want to be the only one yeah and sadly till today that's you much it's just been a few um out of a class of 200 and it's not because of racism it's it's it's, it's really not because of that it's just i don't know where to put it it's a stereotype it's just that when i came over here in the spotting session the session where you're with the director and the music editor when you receive the first reel of the film to uh, prepare the music for and plan it out see where you want placement of music you sit together in a room and you discuss this and you take notes um being that's where i learned to say no that's really where i found my worth and i was able to climb higher than a lot of people today who are still in that room making coffee is because i couldn't take that i couldn't be the only brown person in the room from africa making coffee for other people for free as a service where i came here to pursue my dreams and move to another country and get all this recognition from my own work um i really learned my value over there to set a legacy um so being put into those positions i've been put into positions where they're like oh we have a film where we need to write african or middle eastern music or um so on my direct answer is i hope you're hiring me because i've studied ethnomusicology in my degree and not because mm. i am another descent that's is my response to them it's my straight response um, because usually in LA, you get asked the question, instead of how are you, it's where are you from? Mm. And people get curious in the room. And I'm like, society, like we're all grouped in a room. You can go to Walgreens or you can go to Trader Joe's and you're going to see different races. But all of a sudden, if it's a gala event of a screening of a film and I'm the only person here, all of a sudden people have these curious eyes of a children who's seen something for the first time. Mm. And what they're seeing there 
isn't me being from another place. They're seeing a different form of intelligence that was not grown in their farm. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm just there to let them know that I am not there to contaminate them. I'm there to actually <laughs> improve their lives that because excited to be in the room yeah. and be that subject. I'm going to be brave about it. So I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to be playful. Like I said, I'm not going to let it worry me. I'll just mess with them a bit and just see how far they can go. And at the same time, see how I can add a difference to their lives by letting them know that, hey, welcome to the rest of the world. We're moving in. <laughs> welcome to the world, bitch. Here we are. Uh, you don't have a choice. Let me get to another question here. I, uh, oh, please tell him about the toothbrush song. Please tell me about the toothbrush song. Oh, I sampled everything in my room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I needed something that with a with a battery and that can vibrate and make a buzzing sound. So I decided to take my electric toothbrush and um, yeah, it became Thank a track. <laughs> it became a track. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that question. Uh, will we hear the Takis Takis again? Takis Takis. The Takis Takis? I don't know. T-A-K-I-S again. The Takis. Takis. I don't know what that means. Oh, dude, have you ever had a Taki? I don't know what that means. You've never had a Taki? Like, like is that is that like some kind of fried dough type thing? Because How's it not, tolerance then, to spicy? It's really good. I'm Mexican. I can fucking handle it. you never had a Taki? <laughs> is that a taco? Like, is that the opposite of a taco? I don't get it. It's in the purple packet. Oh, um, oh, the fucking chip things, the little the crispy thing. Chip. Oh, those things are fucking gross, bro. <laughs> I'll eat that shit. It's not real Mexican <laughs> shit. That's some garbage. <laughs> Just fuck with you. If you like it, no offense. <laughs> so wait, wait, are we going to? Oh, oh, so was that a sample? You're sampling the Takis? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, my streams, I'm composing music live on the spot. I'm doing something that no one else can do because it's my sound. And that's because I use anything I can find. Yeah. Uh, and that's the originality in the track. Otherwise, I can just be quantizing everything and just, you know, just playing around with synths. And that's great. But, you know, I just wanted to add something human to it and just, you know, my stream is my room and it's my home. And you're in here and let's make music together. Let's bang some dishes. That's very, very. What do we do? The iwi, yeah, the iwi. Um, I see that. Yeah, it, it's an iwi. What is that? That's made by a Kai, right? It's made by a Kai. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a MIDI controller basically that you can control with your breath. Um, yeah. And it's and it's and it's formed. Uh, it's what did you call it? The buttons are like a saxophone. It's the layout. Oh, you can actually. It can variate to different um, fingerings. Hmm. Uh, so, can you hold it uh, up for uh, pizza for yeah. pizza jams? Yeah. Hey, pizza jams! By the way, welcome, welcome. You get two types of EWI. This is the EWI USB that goes for about one fifty on eBay. The other EWI is about 800 bucks, which is a standalone instrument, like, you know, it's its own synthesizer that you plug in with a line cable to an amp and so on, and you can use those for live gigs. Oh. More octaves as well. So in the back, you have these compartments that you play with your thumb to switch octaves. Oh, nice. You have one octave over here, like you would on a keyboard, and you can change the fingering um, to oboe, saxophone, the EWI version of its wind instrument what it does is that what i have here is basically a saxophone but this would add a plus one semitone this would add a minus one minus two semitone is how i programmed it mm. so um yeah bends is that for like bending well bending is at the back with oh, your okay. other hand 
Oh, you have a modulation. Yeah, you have a metal part over here that you can move up and down to bend your... And, um, yeah, Um, the mouthpiece is removable, so you can wash it each time and... um, how does that work with spit and shit into electronic instrument? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Definitely moisture and electronics is um, a challenge these days. <laughs> <laughs> moisture and electronics. That just, um, just don't gosh. Work very well. Um, I have no idea how it works, but so far so good. There's no spit valve? There's a spit valve. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go, folks. There's a spit valve. But <laughs> I would have never known. Um, let me see. Where's the balance between self-worth, pride, and arrogance or slash arrogance? Um, gosh, that's a, that's there a is question. no balance. It's all um, arrogance. I, now, actually, I think the answer to that question is rearranging the question. Is um the the balance to all of that is balancing each division of it with each other. They're all different categories and. Um, yeah, um, really there are times where you have to stand by what you are and there are times that you have to be open. I think the first thing each time is to always enter a room with the willingness to listen. Yeah. First step, because if you come in just talking what you want to, um, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a, another political debate over here, and we're going to have to take sides on ideas mm-hmm. instead of working with them. And don't fear when you're listening and someone else is listening because you don't have to listen to each other. There's a connection of the minds. There's body language. Um, there's, there's everything. There's a room around you. Um, small talk is definitely an excuse or a scapegoat into a deep, meaningful conversation for me. And I feel that a lot of arrogance goes into small talk. You, you've probably done this before where you get your hair cut at a salon or a barber or whatever. You don't even know the person who's cutting your hair, but suddenly you start blurring out your life story to him. <laughs> I do a, it. That's everybody in the Midwest, by the way. <laughs> It's, it's 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 everybody entirely. It's it's so weird because you're put in one of the most vulnerable positions. Is this person with knives is, you know, standing over you and tweaking something that's your image that's going to last for the next month or so. Yeah. And you take pride in that moment and you start talking about your life to start making an excuse of why you deserve that haircut. That's the psychology behind it. Hmm. I'm getting um, this haircut today because uh, I got a big <laughs> promotion at the at the car lot. It was amazing. In that moment, it's okay, but just remember that conversation you had with that person and just don't have it again. <laughs> it's just okay. I'm get, I'm <laughs> back back a month later. I'm getting this haircut today because I got a big promotion at the car lot. It's like, oh, okay. really? It's like <laughs> the efficiency to communicate is. Um, for me, I really make sure that it's it's a diet, it's nutrition of what I'm talking to with somebody. So what could be ideas in the room with someone could be arrogance to someone else who isn't deserving of that conversation, good or bad, deserving good or bad. And um, you really have to pick your words in those situations and be yourself with it. Picking your words doesn't mean manipulating a situation. 
It's really, um, how am I going to open the door for this person? Am I just going to say, hey, come in when you feel like, or hey, please knock, yeah. or am I going to open it violently? How am I going to let someone in to my life because my time is worth something? You know, we're on a podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Let me treat this as a podcast. And which I appreciate, and and you know, like that that all make that, and I mean that all ties into that idea of saying no too, is this idea of having enough self worth where you're like, I'm yeah. not gonna put myself in this position where I gotta get ear battered for two hours with this person who you know yeah. like I, I I appreciate they're in my life, but this is not what I'm here for. That's just a waste of time right now. And it's like, or or what happens sometimes on on you know online platforms is that people. They start conversations with you, and they and they and they expect the conversation to keep going and going and going and going and going. And or if you don't answer, they're like, "What the fuck?" And it's just like, it's like, bro, I I, I can only do so. Or, or like, why weren't you in my stream? And it's like, hey, I can only be in so many different streams at once. You know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to shit talk anybody or anything. But no, no, it's that just like really goes back to what I've said. You know, the willingness to listen. Yeah. It, is a respect to everyone watching the stream right now is that you're taking the time to listen to us. Yeah. And one advantage of listening is the ability to recharge for what you're about to say next. Um, and it's not a counter rebuttal. It's really, let me get the energy so I can breathe again and I can get some oxygen into my head, think about what I have to say, and bring it out instead of just... Like I said, you know, it's like going to a bar and you have two bands playing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Instead, but, let's make it a set, you know? Yeah, I, I think you really do have to put up certain boundaries when it comes to, I mean... Boundaries, come, yeah, very, very important word. It, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's, just, it's just something that you have to do. And, and what I've noticed, especially just, just the amount of communicating I do, it can turn into me just communicating all day. And meanwhile, my son needs to homeschool and my wife is like, hey, did you wash the fuck of dishes? And I'm over here communicating and it's just like, okay, well, it's like I know my personal self, I need to back away. And then like anybody who's on the other end has to understand that too or else it's like we just can't fucking hang out. You know what I'm saying? It's like we just can't be friends because... At sometimes I'm just not going to respond, and that's just because I have a child, I have work, I have everything. So it's just like these boundaries that need to be put up, and and and, mm-hmm. and it is, and it's sad when boundaries get put up, and it's respectful, and you're doing it right, and people still get offended, and they still get mad, and they still don't want to like talk to you anymore, or whatever it is. You know, it's really stupid, but it's like if you can't understand, if you can't see that that I have more to life than just communicating with you then mm. you don't need to be in my circle you don't need to be communicating with me and and if and, and it's really it's like i feel bad for that person it turns into me being like well i feel bad that they feel like they don't have no one else to talk to or something you know what i mean it's just like it's a the the boundary thing i think is hard for people cuz people want to be nice right like people want to not hurt people's feelings and i think that feelings yeah, I don't want to hurt people's feelings, but I also am not going to take away from my time and hurt my oh, yeah. own feelings just to appease someone else's, you know, neediness. And, Absolutely. And, Absolutely. You and, don't know if it's, if you're contributing or you're entertaining. Like I said, it's, it's a different word of engagement and entertainment is, entertainment is I'm forcing someone to sit down and listen to me. 
or you know they can choose if they want to be there but they don't have a say back they have to sit down stay quiet listen to me perform listen to me speak whatever entertaining something um there's a hype behind it and i respect that it's just it's not my cup of tea um, <laughs> it's just not my cup of tea it really is i'd rather have 20 people in a room watching my stream that i can engage with and actually build something worth something not just making generic music just music with purpose and music with a home and we're all creatives together in a room. Imagine having 20,000 people in the studio while you're trying to make the arts. <laughs> There's a pressure behind that all talking, all on their phones can get crazy. And I dream of that day because it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. It really is a challenge. Right now, having 20 people is comfortable and we're, we're like-minded people just joined together, creating something for each other. Um, and when the time comes for 20,000 people, what I hope is the... Um, the degree, the six degree effect that hopefully my music lives on in someone else that one person can communicate with 20 people and person in those 20 people communicate with another 20 people and that becomes the chat of 20,000 people on my stream. Yeah. That's what I want. Hmm. It's not about me, it's about community. Yeah. Um, so really the goal with what I, how I stream. Yeah. That, that's a, that's that's a very nice goal. Uh, all right, thank you, Gail, for that that great question. That that led us down some interesting paths there. Uh, what was the neat little winded? Oh, okay, yeah, we got to that. That was yeah, we got jam. Uh, <laughs> favorite color. Favorite color, indigo. Wow, you had that just pulled up. <laughs> it's, it's the sexiest form of blue. <sighs> yeah, I mean, because it's almost purple, right? It's like. Oh it's, almost it's yeah. almost purple but it's still blue and it, I mean, we can we can have some moon hugs in this chat and you have the the color right there hey it, it, yeah i don't mind indigo and hey that that last chris brown album named indigo pretty fire pretty fire yeah. album sexiest yeah, yeah, yeah. form of blue i like it <laughs> annie annie comes in swinging sexiest form of blue yeah i want to talk about um because I, I i talked to matt suarez and he was name dropping for you and you're not you're not over here name dropping so so yeah. why don't we have some name dropping going on who are some of the composers or people that you've had the opportunity to work with oh my gosh i loathe name dropping <laughs> well that's why i that's why i said matt suarez did it for you I and it wasn't getting uncomfortable um that's okay <laughs> you're feeling something oh, that's what that's the, what part, the cold part of the pool it's the deep end um uh, <laughs> we're not touching the floor anymore on this so let me float on this uh shit um okay question again so, who who are some of the more notable names that you've gotten to work side by side or worked under? Or, and 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 I, there's someone in particular. I'm not going to be the one to say it because I don't want to uh, do it. But Matt Suarez was the one running his mouth. So, <laughs> yeah, um, wow. Okay, I've I've gotten to work with some cool peeps. Um, Jacob Collier is, which is amazing, by the way. Jacob Collier, yeah. who is just a fucking one of those geniuses on another level. Per people, you know, just. Ugh. He starts yeah. talking about music theory, and my eyes roll in the back of my head, and my fucking brain just shuts down. It's so um, I've done a few songs with um, my band, and we've had Willow Smith on. Oh, cool! Um, and what role? What role was she doing? Just singing? Vocals, yeah. Yeah, vo the vocals, vocals, bitch. What you think she's a fucking legendary <laughs> violinist? Like what? <laughs> yeah. uh, but but like, what was the context of that? 
uh, how did you, yeah how did you get uh, how did you come into contact with her how did that happen um uh, one of my good colleagues Gitai. um he's um one of his bandmates um is dating willow and mm. they've been all together they're they're all homies it's like yeah they're just yeah comrades in the war out there yeah. <laughs> with music and yeah they just recorded a punk album together i added some strings um and uh that's where we are and cool peeps and um, yeah we just hung out a bit we had a little release party um, the album's on Spotify. It's called "The Morning Nights," but morning as if you're mourning at a um, mourning a loss. Uh, how is Willow Smith? Is she nice? It's cool. Yeah, chilled out. There to hang. Um, really, it's that situation where you want to escape from, you know, what the world expects you to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, like, go ahead. It's you know, at the same time, I'm like the biggest fan of the Smith family, and like Will yeah. Smith's my you know, it's yeah, at the same French time print. you're imagining this person who just used to whip her hair back and forth as a little kid and now she's just there like cool as ever just yeah and you're just hanging out at a campfire and you're just talking about like the universe and like astrophysics and you know, like you think back to the day it's just like yeah damn um <laughs> No, that's real. No, that's nice to know about people because it's like, even in yeah. that, that that position of celebrity, which is very you know, I don't know yeah. anything about it other than what I hear from other people. But, but I've been around some people who who've had you know notoriety, and and when you're in their gravitational pull, and you're seeing people just like ah. I can't imagine being that person because, uh, first of all, I don't like to be in a big group of people all the time. It just bothers me, and uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's gross to be surrounded by people. And like, <laughs> but but there, I think I think that a big part of that is the boundary thing we were kind of talking about is like they have to put up these huge boundaries. And, yeah. and a lot of times it gets mistaken for being assholes. And it's really just right, like right, I'm protecting right. my energy because everybody wants a piece of it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's very true. I mean, it, I know that we're all human. It's like I don't see the God status thing. Yeah. Really. I don't care who you are. It's it's either you're an asshole or you're not. And we're going to do something together. Right. I would do something about that situation. But um, yeah, it's just how it is. I've been... A very direct introvert which is a paradox on its own because we tend to protect our ideas um it's more ambiverted approach but really it's just what can i do to walk away from this conversation and know that i've gained something hmm. so who else have you worked with spill it <laughs> spill it uh, uh, Khaki King and I have made an album together. Khaki King, oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. She's in New York. Were you? Um, uh, what would you do? You composed strings. You did some string uh, sections. That's a great part about being a string player is that you provide the orchestral ambience to a lot of pop artists out there and a lot of like jazz artists, different genres. It's mm -hmm. like it's it's great. Being a session player has been um, a big thing. That's how I got into film composing. Is Massachusetts Avenue, Berkeley, and I wanted to be a jazz violinist walking down the street. And a I jazz see, violinist? Oh my God, you wanted to be poor. <laughs> exactly, I wanted to be a jazz in Europe. I just wanted, I didn't want, I just wanted to go on the road, just have fun times, tavern to tavern. 
um, that's just how it is. And um, I really didn't give a fuck about life. Yeah. But I realized that I did have to give a fuck about life. Because, Eventually. Yeah, like, you, you know, we got back to, you know, responsibility and risk. Mm. Uh, and also, like, I developed a t tendonitis in my hand later on, which Oof. prevented a professional violinist, something that I've been playing since I was four years old and got accepted into one of the greatest music colleges there is Wait, for is that. that. Are you a, are you one of those little kids who could just play or or, uh, uh, or, or did you have to work for it? When I was 13 years old. You were what? I played in the Johannesburg Philharmonic. It was like a full symphony orchestra when I was 13. All right. You're one of those assholes. I get it. I get it. One of those asshole musicians who just have it in them. Son of a bitch! <laughs> See, like, once again, you know, it's not arrogance. That, I'm proud of that. That's well, you like, should be. We well, should be. And, and like, that's the thing, though. And that's what you, Yeah. Some, like some people... had ended in South Africa, and I was the first um, South African Indian violinist in an orchestra at the age of 13, just as it ended. It we just, said it there. <laughs> it's not going to be a stereotype. It's done. Let's yeah. have more. That, Sadly, they were that's how I feel after after accomplishments too. Is like okay, that's done. Let's move on. What's next? It's really how it is. It's, it's building blocks. Mm -hmm. Everything is a stepping stone in life. Yeah, for sure. It's like you can celebrate moments, but I feel like the best celebrating celebration of a moment is working on the next thing because it's like okay, exactly. that's exactly. done. That's in the yeah. past. What that am is I, what am I interested in? I've had with someone that I've worked with is you're in the studio. You see the sun rising, you crack a cold one open, and you just look at each other, and you're like, "Where do we go to after this?" <laughs> What's next? Bitch? That's that's how I celebrate. Yeah, man. It's like, but um, yeah, you know, it's like I've worked with many people as a string player. So, being a gypsy violinist at the time, I knew how to read music because I went to conservatory in South Africa. I went all the way to Berkeley just to study jazz because it wasn't offered there for a string player and these are legends this is from american folk music from bluegrass to gosh like uh, little island string quartet daryl angle all these legends were my heroes became my faculty at the college but anyways i'm walking down the streets and i see george s clinton the composer for austin powers who's one of the professors in the film scoring department hmm. thank you for the and sub matt matt has just arrived nice. sorry go ahead keep talking what's up um and you know he's got a chopstick in his ear that he's going to use the baton and he's just like hey dude like we have a session downstairs the studio's just opened up uh can you play you have a violin case and i'm like no <laughs> i'm mean, here to play the jazz it's just like there's pizza downstairs and i'm like uh, I don't know, 20 bucks and i'm like oh, cool i guess so i get there and it's my first time in a studio i look i when i came to the u.s i did not know how to use a computer what? and like Right now, I believe I'm one of the most technologically advanced composers in the area, and it's just that's because I put the time in. But yeah, anyways, getting to that, it's like I've never been in a studio before, and it's my first time recording an instrument. And I get there, and the whole orchestra is seated down, like the same way a symphony orchestra would be seated down, and we have to put the headphones on. Same headphones, Audio Technica, um, M8. M50s and um, the nice thing about these headphones is because you have to hear your instrument, you can actually fold the flap like that. So, ah, yeah, instead of doing yeah. the whole on the yeah, yeah, great stuff, super comfy. My wife has those, 
best headphones to EQ with. Any headphones that are really? more expensive than this, I think you're going to be hiding things. I don't know, man. I got the bear, bear, whatever the hell they are. These, these, <laughs> the bear. I'm not bear. Constantly using these headphones. Um, I, so I, I don't know. I, anyways, I'm sorry. Please talk. Tell us more about that, and let's not debate about headphones. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm in the studio recording with sight reading music. I'm so glad I still know how to read music at that time because <laughs> I wanted to get away from everything and um, things sound like full music. I had no idea what I was playing for. And then after that, they told us to turn around and look at the projector. I'm like, projector. I just realized that we recorded film music because they played it back with the picture. Ah. And same time in that studio was about 100 musicians, um, about 30 engineers, copyists with the printer, a little coffee intern as well. You know, it's, <laughs> I wanted to be part of that. I never left the room. Yeah. I just, I kept sticking with that and I learned how to write film music because oh, that's, that's how it's done. And we, I spent a year in Spain studied music technology over there, um, still at Berkeley, and then moved back. And um, then I had dreams of getting involved with MIT. At that time, I had met Jacob Collier. We worked together. I put together a 200-piece orchestra for him oh, and right. a hell of a show because that's also one of his first times playing with the live audience, well, the live musicians, and so many. Um, it became this crazy performance with, that we put together within about two or three weeks. And... Um, those are the times we grew. Yeah. Those were really the times we grew. Um, so back to like why film scoring and stuff. I think that was the question, right? No, it was <laughs> who, who, are all, who, are the, who are the more notable people that you've worked with? And we, yeah, we, left, we left off on Khaki right, King. Right, right, right. So being a session player and learning that skill on how to record for film, um, when I got to LA, um, you can't just announce that you're a composer and get a movie for you. Like, I'm here! Give well, me work. You can throw a rock out of a window right now, and everyone's a film composer. Right. Even the <laughs> composers, the directors, are the they think they're the composers. They're the ones who want to make you write the music and copy other people. It's just right. it's how it is. Um, but, I want to sound like uh, I want to sound like the spaghetti westerns. Uh, go. Yep. Yep. And well, we can get into temp tracks and stuff. But the thing is, being um, a violinist, knowing how to record and use all of this tech. I could hop into friend sessions from different alumni and at the same time network as a composer with other live musicians. And then it started going there. Um, we've worked with Victory Boyd and Rock Nation as well, Jay-Z's label. Um, I, w I orchestrated for that because at first I played for Victory and then I told her that I also write music. Mm -hmm. Then I arranged the songs for her for the next album and gig and that became another gig on its own. So. Uh, I keep telling people this one rule is as a musician, doing one thing is not the gig. Yeah. Don't think that you're just going to be a performer because if you do that, you're closing all the other doors around you. Absolutely. You can be, but just know that, hey, there's going to be an extension of that. So, oh, yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for the follow. Welcome, welcome. Hopping onto sessions, composing for other people, providing services I can. Um, assisting other composers. I was in the room with Hans Zimmer, Hater Piera, for example, the composer Minions and stuff. And it was great. It was a great time to work together. Um, gosh. Even how, was, how was Hans Zimmer? Because that was who I had in my head. That's who, uh, that's who Matt told me. <laughs> that's the name drop that Matt gave me. Um, Hans is humble. He's humble. 
Nice. And it runs again. This thing all revolves around the God status that society gives him. Mm-hmm. And people are having arguments with each other instead of actually directly talking to him, which it's impossible for a million people to talk to one person 24 hours of the day. I mean, he's got his own life. He's got his family. He's writing music. He's working hard and he's getting the gig and he's getting the job done. Um, all these people coming up with these rumors of like, no, he's got ghost writers and so on. If just watch the film credits, everyone will get credited for a multi-million dollar film. <laughs> it's just this needs to stop. This needs to fucking stop. That people think that you know um, this is going on. I'm so sick of it. Um, people are working hard, and um, I really have respect for him. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perfect fate. You know me because I'm the mod for Reina. That's why you know me perfectly. <laughs> uh, so, so then, how did you, when you got to LA at first, how did you get your foot in the door? Because that's the big thing. Like, how do you get your foot in the door? I mean, like you said, you don't just show yep. up in Los Angeles like, I'm here, give me the gig. It's like you get there and it's you have to do well, stuff. So what did you do? When you connect with a friend and crash at their place for the first time. And it's going to happen a lot now because of Twitch. There's so many friends out there whose couches sure. I'm going to crash. I'm not going to come barging in with the whole parade. Honestly, it's just go in with your sentiment. Bag and violin case. That's oh. all it took. Thank, thank you, Mighty Mighty, for that, that sub. Sorry about that, bud. Go ahead. But, you know, walking in with just a bag and a violin case and the willingness to listen... You fill up the empty space slowly over time with new things instead of bringing your old baggage into it. You come in with as little clothes as you can, more books, and suddenly the clothes will fill up over time and you start working towards it. You build goals for yourself. It's like I didn't have a bed for the first two months. I used to sleep on the floor. So I had, I'm serious. I had a carpet floor. I couldn't find a good similar story, but self induced, self induced similar story. It's because I invested in a audio workstation table instead. (laughs) He's like, fuck a bed. I need a station, son. That's how I feel too, man. I knew that I can camp out on a sleeping bag for a month. My body can handle it. Why not do that? Young man, you're young and virile. You're here to fucking work, bitch. Hell yeah. Each time I wouldn't be relaxing in my bed. You know, I really minimalized and simplified my way of life that way. One cup, one fork, one spoon helped me clean the dishes faster than have them pile up. That way I could work faster. Things like that. I had less laundry to do in the big chunks, so I didn't have to fold. I had more time to work and compose. Um, that's really how it started off. So you start off with the small items first. It's like Minecraft. I know you hate Minecraft. but I don't hate um, it. I just don't think it's entertaining to play. <laughs> to play. To play. Now, when someone knows what they're doing and they're playing... I fucking get it, okay? It's fun. Like, Zebra Gamer, my son loves Zebra Gamer, and I could seriously sit there and watch people build because when when they're good, like, you're good at building shit, so it's actually interesting to watch. But when I'm sitting there, I just feel like an idiot. I feel like I just started playing guitar again. Well, here's what happened is after college, I went back to South Africa for six months to recharge. There was no way that I would just get my degree and expect to just remember everything, first mm-hmm. of all. It's like seven years studying, five qualifications down. I had to digest it. I really had to. 
And this is covering everything from music business to film composing, to engineering, to teaching, to performance, to... I wasn't ready to be a professional musician. So I had to sit down, take the skills I needed, put them together, make a skill pack. Those are my tools. I had a big goal to go to one of the hardest cities to work in as a composer. Yeah, no but I shit. Knew- <laughs> I had an education. Yeah. Um, a hell of an education. Hell of an education that I work for. You know, yes, it's you not something you just walk into. You know, yeah. If you, you don't did, just walk into Berkeley and then walk out with a degree. There's real work that goes into it. Just how it is. Like, go away. What are you doing in my college? Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, so many people walk in with money expecting that they can get a high degree and then that sorts them out for life. That's not how it works. It really isn't. Um, so, like I said, it becomes a receipt. You can buy the most expensive item on eBay, but if you don't have any value to it, you're just going to have a receipt, and that's a degree on the wall. Yeah. Um, but I had my sk- skills. I knew that I wanted to stay there for seven years, learn as much as I can, get all my qualifications together that I can utilize to be the one-man orchestra. Mm. So then I took that on me, which were my books in my bag, and just a few T-shirts, pants, one underwear, one pair of socks, and then I started building on from there. I did a few gigs. The first gig was $50. That was the gig for, um, you know, the Willow Smith album. Oh, shit. Nice. (laughs) No, it really was. It's like Guitar had just finished, and I was just like, hey, dude, I got you. Like, you're you're a good friend, and let's let's do this. And then that became a big project on its own over the next year that came back and became um, what I could use on my resume for other things. Um, The same thing with working with Jacob. Um, Did it for free. I didn't charge. But that was one of, probably one of the biggest performances we had in our, I mean, Quincy Jones is seeing it. It's like, come on, it, it won an Emmy Award. And, yeah. But at the same time, being able to have that to back me up for the bigger projects I was doing for myself, um, that helped me come in with something. You can't just start from blank. If you start from blank, it's going to be quite a hunt. Yeah. It's the same with like starting a stream on Twitch. If you just go online and expect a thousand people to show up, that's not going to happen. Bring in your own community. If you have an Instagram account, let them know on Instagram. If you have Twitter, let them know. If you have Discord, let them know. Build it up. Engage with other communities. Bring them in. Bring in your skills. So I did that with Los Angeles, and I had an army. That's just how it is. But that army started out with one person. Um, The more I could influence my work with other people around me and build a network, it's like, okay, I can't compose, orchestrate, mix, record. Let me share my gigs. Yeah. So I would get a short film. Maybe the short film was $200. I'd still split it up, you know, because I have friends that do need it, but we'll try to get more gigs that way. And you become a band and you really work together. You become family and that's just how it expands. This is the universe out there. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I love that. Uh, I love that mindset because it's, well, First of all, it's because I agree with you, but <laughs> just if to look, not look, look, this is proof of the introvert, right? Yeah, because a lot of people would ask next, like, I'm a shy person, but I still want to be a musician. How can I network in Los Angeles? I'm living in LA right now and I'm networking with you. I'm networking with people on Discord and Twitch. Yeah. It's still yeah. possible. It's possible, but at some point you're gonna have to like look that shyness in the face and face it. It's yeah. something that I knew from a young age, fucking that I would have to deal with, and and that's I, that's orchestrario. That's the identity of orchestrario is you know who I am as Sumit Sarkar is a very hardworking person with all of this you know tool this toolkit, 
but as Orca Stereo, I'm the face of Cymatic Chronicles, which is I want to make music for mental health awareness. I also want to provide music for the community. But in order to do that, I have to be brave. I have to be um, this aspiring artist that someone could look up to, and I have to look up to myself. So by having this identity, it's kind of the Iron Man suit hmm. behind it. Because like I'm still myself. People know who like, I am. It's like taking off the glasses. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know who's behind the suit, and you know that suit is working. Um, let me get to this question over here. And perfect fate. That's my dream is to be a really successful singer because I love to sing. Uh, because I'm on my church's worship team, and I'm slowly nice. concurring my stage. Oh, conquering. My bad. Uh, my stage yeah. fright. Always looking up to yourself is always a good thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, that's great, and that's wonderful that you have a, a positive outlet for your for your your gift and your talent and. Um, and that's great. Keep fostering it, Faith. That's all you got to do is just keep working at it. Try to get better at it. At the church as well. Yeah, they will back. Yeah, the church is huge, man. I love talking to the dude, like kids who come up in the Baptist church. It's like, oh my god. The other thing about the, but the thing about the kids in the Baptist church is that you run. What you run into a lot of time is they're sort of stuck in that mode, right? They're like stuck. I, if you're the best person in your band, you're in the wrong band. Right, but then also, if if you need a rock drummer and you got this church drummer who's like all fills and fucking blah blah blah, blah you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That you know you want just a fucking boo boo cha boo boo cha. I don't need blah, 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 you know. It's like there's also a you know there is also a, a person for the job, and if you are come from a certain a mindset like the church and i'm not just picking on the church it comes from a lot of different mindsets if you grow up in like uh country music and this is all you know is country licks and that's all you get you try to apply that to jazz you know which you can but i never the, the idea is that you can get trapped in in a certain uh oh, yeah. genre or, or whatever it is you can get trapped into it and oh and also oh, another yeah, thing you have to make that decision once again uh, is like are you in your element or your comfort zone yeah yeah exactly uh thanks for the oh matt said uh keep moving forward always you'll find your way congratulations on your journey uh okay so let's get to these questions uh yeah, it, it, and then then we'll start wrapping up here uh what's your what's the favorite thing about project serenity <laughs> okay so um as you all are aware um they have been dmca strikes on twitch happening for people using um, recorded music that they don't have permissions to. Um, but these strikes have only been done by big labels who are hiring people to take down the profiles because, you know, it's COVID right now. They're looking for money and they're looking to sue, um, which is not cool. The independent artist does not benefit from this. You can play my music for all I know, I'll never know. Um, it will just be in the stream. So why not just cater to that and just provide music and let you play it? So um, my streams revolve around um, the gaming community and the music community, building that bridge. I feel that's my responsibility for Twitch that not many people are engaging in. You know, the music community is one side. It's, it's like this apartheid happening in between. And you're separating an audience. Why do you have to separate an audience? It's like saying, okay, you're at a concert and the stage is there and you're saying, okay, everyone who's into this, go to one side and go to one side. Anyway, so that's the thing is like, um, I bridge it between the two and Project Serenity has been that relationship where a lot of Minecrafters, um, they, um, uh, 
they have been submitting their wonderful work, their wonderful arts that they share in their communities. And I draw inspiration from that to write music for their Minecraft streams or art streams. A lot of people share arts as well. And while I'm writing the music, I'm providing accessible music that you can use on your streams, hours and hours that we've written over the six months. And um, with that, I'm getting support onto my channel by doing it live in the moment. You're seeing it composed, mixed, recorded, and also distributed so I can have more people do it. Um, so that's, that's basically what it is. And um, I'm hoping to extend it out more and um, not have your profiles taken down. So I'm writing music from any type of genre I can get my hands on any type of mood and I'm trying to create this massive library um, of you know stuff that you can do to host a five-hour stream that needs the attention um, also I just dropped uh, Orchestereo's links you can find Project Serenity on uh, that well I guess some of the songs from Project Serenity on the SoundCloud link right there all uh, you have to do is just kick play you have my permission to use everything publicly it's no music and that's so nice. That's a very nice thing that he's providing for everyone. Um, yeah. The, uh, so what's your favorite part of Project Serenity then? What, what your favorite it? part of it? Mm -hmm. Gosh. Um, well, that was that the initial question. Where, so um, Shoemaker wears his own shoes in my house. It's, so while I'm making the music, my computer can handle both the audio processing and testing it out in Minecraft. So I put it into the engine after we're done composing and I'm going to have a trial. If I enjoy it, I release it right away and I get to play with it and I get to have the user experience. It's not about, hey, I'm writing music. Let me find a way to, on how you can use it. It's rather, hey, there's a demand. I can see what you would need. Mm. Let me curate to That's that and cater for it. So that becomes the service right there. It's not just generic music of like he has 50 lo-fi beats, four minutes each. It's like he has a 10-minute composition of your stream that I scored as a professional film composer over here. Wow. Have fun. Have fun, motherfucker. Uh, okay, <laughs> what, what is your favorite thing about the mandolin you recently got? Mandolin? Uh, curiosity. Curiosity. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Like, do you like that? Do you like the, the challenge of learning something new? What, it's like starting a new game on another difficulty. Where does that end, though? What 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 are the things that you don't like to learn? What are the things that just suck the energy from your life when you well, have to start learning you know, them? The craziest part is when you spend so much time studying, like all these degrees and so on, everything becomes academic. Mm. And there's all these arguments of like, oh, he's a self-taught musician, or uh, he or she is a self-taught musician. I have to say, all. Oh, I want to include all. Um, but um, yeah, he or she is a self-taught musician and or he and she studied at a college and has a degree and suddenly they're all this. And I'm trying to find the in-between. I really want to enhance that part of my life that I missed out on is self-teaching myself music. Mm. So I try to get my hands as much as I can. It's like, okay, my brain can hear every single note and call it out or whatever. It's like, let me actually put that into use and stuff, making it a bragging right. Let me actually make it useful mm -hmm. and grab as many instruments as I can and try to teach it to myself and learn it. This way I don't have to spend so much money hiring a musician onto the track. I can just imagine Project Serenity if I had to hire all the instruments that I use onto it, we would need to have a whole Kickstarter going on and so on and it would take months and months and months to get everyone to record and so on. Yeah, I'm just doing it myself with what I can. Um, and it grows, it grows. You see me grow, we grow together. So that mandolin has become part of the stream. It's become family. 
and it's become a friend I've made in music, which is great. So yeah, yeah I love that idea, and and that's not why I became that why I'm a multi instrumentalist, but it's one of the things that I appreciate the most is not having to depend on other people to get what I need. It's your there, dependence. There, yeah. there is, there is. Uh, now I, I got to back up a little bit because there is times when I can't lay down a fat ass you right, know, right, flute right. solo or, or whatever. Like the interdependence part is like okay, you're independent, but mm-hmm. sometimes people need support. Right, so and, you- and, but but when I do support, it's like, hey man, um, can I pay you some money to come and fucking record this part for me? And, yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. like, hey, fuck it, I'm getting this. I'm I'm supporting my friends. I'm supporting yeah. a musician. I'm supporting an artist, and and they're supporting me. Independence, yeah. baby. I like it. I like. Sometimes it. I, I like, like to make mistakes, and every time, like I said, when you make a mistake, decisions have been made. Yeah. And I like making decisions. That's the leadership part of me that's come out these days. As a streamer, you have your mod team. You have your community. Um, you have your Discord and so on, and suddenly it becomes this whole like business, but it's not a business, and it also becomes this like kingdom, this palace, or it's whatever. A weird you hierarchy, call it. it definitely it's is. Weird hierarchy, and then that that gives me chances to break rules of like, hey, fuck this hierarchy, right. like, you know, let's all work together. Like, I don't want this thing of like, okay, I only talk to my mods and not the community, and they'll. <laughs> It's like so many people look at it that way. It's it's ridiculous. Um, and I want everyone to contribute. So going back to Project Serenity, we're having people contribute because people play Minecraft while I'm streaming for hours. Um, and I want to see what's happening on their sides of the screen. And we, we grow together. So I think that's the saying is like we grow together is. Yeah. Dope. Dope, baby. Dope. Uh <laughs> Uh, what is your what is your ultimate aspiration for your music career? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh. Gen Fire. Coming with the <laughs> fire. My ultimate aspiration is gosh. It's World it's Domination. <laughs> it's it's it, it revolves around that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to be heard. Nothing wrong with that. So, so wait. So, your aspiration is you want to be heard. I feel I can contribute something to the world if I haven't already. Yeah. Well, which I think you have. I think you have. Uh, yeah. I mean, the way that I'm using music and technology today is on another level. No one's doing what I'm doing, and if they are, I want to find you because we can work together. And when I do, that's when I get excited. Um, but really, it's whatever I can get my hands on. That is what I do. Um, if I have a whole lot of tech around me right now, I will utilize it in different ways because I got my hands onto it. Mandolin, I just got my hands on it. So um, that's really like growing as a streamer. The technology grows with the support on the channel, building computers together. I'm a composer. I never imagined building my own machine, for example, my own operating system, all of that, a talking computer. All of that has happened because of growth. Yeah. So. Um, that's definitely my aspiration. I can imagine myself being in a virtual reality room with just like just like a whole globe around you. Like, you know, how who's Professor X? You know when he goes in that room and he puts the helmet on? Yes. Cerebro? Yeah. Cerebro, yeah. Yeah. Imagine if that's the future music. Maybe I volunteer as one of the first people to have Elon Musk put Neuralink in me yeah. and we see what 
Do you so, think then? Do you think then, with technology and its growth, do you think then that VR will be able—not VR, but uh, AI—will be able to compose music better? If if not if not compose music, but compose it even better. Um, because when you think about it, when you're thinking about AI and and you're talking about mind integration, um, there we go. You get your the AI is going to be able to access memories, access those moments, those those really important moments where there's music being played, and it's like everybody remembers that song that was happening when they the first time they got laid. You know, I'm just saying. You know, like whatever you're listening to, they're going to be able to access those thoughts access that the, those yeah. melodies that 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 incited your, your your the synapses the fire off in your brain and so they're going to be able to monitor that they're it's like data collection almost and they're going to be able to not just compose a piece of music but compose a piece of music that's tailored to you and your life and your deepest um, most oh. most intimate memories they're going to be able to play off that so i mean do you think that's a possibility i kind of answered your question for you but do you think that that's a possibility i'm sorry go ahead how much black mirror are you watching oh i've blown through that that that's been i've been through that this <laughs> well, is actually look, this um, comes directly from a book um ai exists today and it's doing exactly that um, the extension of technology around us. I always use the saying, I do not know, therefore I Google, for example. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because you're actively learning. There's nothing wrong with not knowing the answer to something. Don't think that you're an idiot, that you have to Google something to find out something. It's, somewhere it's going to be embedded in your head and you're going to remember it, but because we're acquiring so much data every day with what we do and the power of connection becomes interdependence on its own with people, the input and output of that has a certain data rate that's happening and our brains aren't able to keep up with that all the time. So being able to access those memories instantly is like having a faster internet connection. And there's nothing's going to say that we're forced to think that fast. That's the impression we have is like, oh, we're jumping into AI. All of a sudden things are going to change on an impact. It's not going to be, it's going to be there for the people who do want to accelerate that fast. I'm that person. <laughs> I want to be there. No, exactly. It's like every time the input and output of my head is I'm trying to have a clear mind. I'm trying to communicate every pitch I can. Um, every single technical aspect on a live stream. I'm also live mixing the music. I'm engaging with an audience. I'm composing, I'm recording, I'm performing, I'm practicing, all of the stuff, all at the same time. And my brain can only do so much with my body before I go into a panic attack. <laughs> but but do you think... I've seen it live. They've seen me break down. <laughs> I have the AI that can assist me with that. Right now, I've created a talking digital audio workstation that listens to me when I want it to do my key commands for me. Right. That already eliminates part of my brain that has to think about that so I can introduce even more aspects mm. about that and even go ahead with that. I'm like, okay, cool. That is AI on its own. I have created artificial intelligence in that aspect. Um, so having that, like the iwi, for example, I don't have to learn a trumpet I don't have to pull it out. Obviously, it's they're going to say it's not going to be the same as the live instrument. I don't want the live instrument for my own composition. It's my music. I wrote it. I made it. 
I'm letting you listen to it. If you don't like it, listen to that person using a real instrument. And Stop Miles listening. Miles Davis has tons of music out there, folks. And exactly. Um, so what I'm doing is my own sound, my capabilities, and I'm trying to extend that with what I have with my technology. And that's why I would like more technology because I am beyond keeping up with it right now. I'm itching for MIDI 2.0, for example. Yeah. When is it actually coming out? Um, what is its capabilities? Because we've been limited to 128 messages in code with music data. And that's been the resolution behind MIDI is your commands are always 0 to 127 with the mod wheel rate, with the pitch bend and stuff. Can we please have a higher resolution than that? Come on. Like, really, come on. My machine, one of the fastest music production computers, and it is waiting for that, it is itching to that, to that. The orchestras that I've, the orchestral pieces that I've been writing for on my previous computer, it would burn out. It would reach 110%. The stream would stop. It would seem like there's a fire in the room. We've built this machine together as a community. It's only using 10% of its processing power for a full orchestra of Spitfire sample libraries of 30 terabytes whatsoever. Where's the other 90%? I'm dying to have it. Give it to me. <laughs> so, so then do you think then outside of human control that AI will be able to compose music um, on the level that I sort of explained? I think we'd be wasting our time trying to do that. <laughs> really? It's I'm once just again, asking. I mean, because no, 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 really. Pizza Jam says no way. Music is a human will, thing. It will be possible, but then why are we... 3D printing and pretending that we're inventing the wheel again with the 3D printed wheel each time. Why can't we create other inventions with it? That's I'm just, really... I'm just saying. I'm just asking. I, I okay. know, I know. I, I, I get yeah. it. Like, well, but, but I mean, when you think about how much people invite technology into yeah. their private times, you know, yeah. like they invite no, I mean, people to, to go through their data. You invite Facebook in. You invite yeah, yeah. so I mean do you think that we'll have that I mean we're already we're talking about Elon no, no, I, Musk. I get what you're saying, but also let me elaborate on the way that we're able to collect information and analyze music in school and teach it. Like for example, graduating Berkeley College of Music was probably one of the biggest mistakes I made. Um in regards where Whatever I had learned had become generic. Um, I ended up sounding like the person next to me in my class because mm -hmm. we were trained to do that. So we all have this one scene that we make. It's a scene from How to Train Your Dragon that you rescore and becomes your resume work. When I was interning for um, Hato Piera, we had to analyze the new assistants that were coming in. And they all came from Berkeley and they all submitted the same assignment and it felt like I was listening to the same song over and over and over again because I knew who the professors are and no one was doing something out of the box. There's been the Spitfire competition where they were giving out about $20,000 of libraries to um, whoever could score the scene to Westworld and the one that won it, um, he did an 8-bit game version of the Westworld queue and I know why he won because the judges was J.J. Uh, Abrams, Raman Jawadi from Game of Thrones. Um, they were like, they, yep. uh, We've been hearing the same Nerds. thing over and over again. They're trying to sound like okay. us. Now, put that into AI where AI becomes your student and starts writing the music again because we have the formulas. Mm -hmm. You have the formula on how to write like Mozart, how to write like Bach, how to recreate it. Of course, a machine can do that. Mm -hmm. You just mm -hmm. 
you find that input and output and how to communicate what you learn in theory and you have that going to machine and that is a student coming out of a music college who only spent time academically yeah no difference mm. uh, but if you can find ai to assist someone imagine having what do they call it when you lose an arm and you have a uh, a robot arm yeah yeah that is what we need for the mind Imagine if you were able to implant AI into people to give them perfect pitch. And some of the greatest musicians I know don't have perfect pitch, but have all these ideas that they want to get out. And they take their time doing it. But imagine if it could just be done in a snap and you can move on to the next thing, the bi next bigger thing. Yeah, That's yeah. how I believe it's going to assist you. Um, mm. Really? Yeah, I mean, sort of like where we're at now with iPhones and stuff. Like, you know, like you don't need to know where South Africa is technically. Shazam will find the song you're listening to, for example, exactly. things like that. That's all AI. What's your dream and what do you want to be most successful at? And this is from Perfect Faith. And you kind of, you might have asked, you might have answered this a little bit, but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gosh. Um,. I consider myself a music technologist. I love that. Yeah. So that's your dream? Yeah, it's happening every day, and I'm doing it. He's living it, Faith. He's living it. You see the man who's uh, living it. But I will say, you know, it's like if you want the world to laugh at you, tell them your plans. And um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to be the next day. That's the most fun part about it is... Five years ago, I thought I was going to be a gypsy violinist in Europe, <laughs> which is great. I still dream. Of, you know, I am so sad because well, there's something else that I can't play on the violin anymore because of my injury and my tendonitis. Oh. But because I could only play the violin for 20 minutes until excruciating pain would ignite. Oh. I would have to dip it in an ice bucket and I would cry because this is how I'm paying my rent. How am I going to complete, complete this gig? It has a deadline. I'm going to have to give it to someone else lose it and uh, apply for loan while I have an injury. That's really how things happened. And because of that, it's, that's, Iron Man has been my fucking hero. It's because that stage when Tony was in the room and he had to keep his heart together, his pulse together and still build a machine to escape that room. Yeah. I remember that pain because I couldn't do a violin gig anymore and I didn't have any gigs as a composer coming out, so I had to learn the iwi. Wow. another instrument and force myself to learn it the broly doing things in augmented reality to move my hands and be able to compose and move things around the room in virtual space that became my instrument because i was also doing therapy to keep my hand active holy shit so able to play again so all this technology became part of me and in a way became artificial intelligence having a talking computer because i don't have to use my hand on the keyboard a lot of times Things like that. My injury became my practice, which became my invention. Orchestrario, everybody give him a round of applause for the man of the hour. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate you being on the show. And you have a run, a, run, a, run, a wonderful rest of your day. Right. See you, Mike. Peace.
Thank you so much, Orchestereo. I appreciate you coming on the show. Go follow Orchestereo on twitch.tv slash Orchestereo, and that's O-R-C-H-E-S-T-E-R-E-O. Orchestereo. Okay, I got that. <laughs> go go follow him up. Go, go subscribe. Go give him some love. And again, go check out Project Serenity, which is a royalty-free music playlist that Orc, Orchestereo has put together and has composed himself for people to use on streams, on their videos, or if you're just looking for a good time, uh, come and listen. Because it's honestly really, it's really chill. Again, it's Project Serenity. So I opened up the the, the show with a very, uh, it's not chill, but it is because it's not like heavy, but it's very intense. I just really like that. I really like that. I just felt like it was the beginning of a movie. I was like, yes, this is the perfect song to start this podcast. Okay. Orchestereo, he's out there. There's links in the show notes. Please do go in there, click around, show your boy some love. You can also go check out reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check it out. She has a new song out called Stew. She's streaming on Twitch three days a week. Go go check it out. Twitch.tv slash Mystique. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch. And I, I know I'm just I'm just hammering this home every week, and, and I don't care. Twice a week now. Twice a week I'm hammering this home. Come to the Twitch stream. Come to the Twitch stream. Come over. You're going to love it. I promise. It's so much fun. It's so much more fun than just, just passively listening when you can just be like, Mike, you're an idiot. Why would you say such a stupid thing? I can't believe that you would say that in public. You could write things like that instead of like saying it out loud like, I know when I'm listening to some podcasts, I'm just like yelling at it. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God. I was listening to Jordan Peterson's podcast the other day and he was totally berated his guest. He's like, I see why your wife left you. <laughs> and there was like some real legit awkward silences. And for whatever reason, he has his daughter on the show with him now. And she's nice and, or whatever. I don't know if she's nice in real life, but she's whatever. I'm not that big of a fan of Michaela Peterson, but <laughs> she definitely made things worse by like being like, well, that was weird and awkward. And like, <laughs> it, it just made it, it just was a very funny moment uh, that happened on Jordan Peterson's uh, latest episode of his podcast, which is which 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 was actually really good. It was uh, with a FBI um, interrogator and he uh, terrorist negotiator, and then he turned into a uh, uh, what do you call it uh, a hostage negotiator. So uh, really interesting stuff, especially about the human mind and how it works and functions. I always like watching and listening to those kind of shows um jcs is another one on um on 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 youtube which it has interrogations just like it real life interrogations and analysis so he breaks down like body language and and um you know just like verbal cues and you know things that people do that innocent people do compared to what what guilty people do it's just really really good uh really good stuff and so i love that the va- like criminal mind type stuff uh, although i don't care for svu criminal minds 
<laughs> because uh, I don't know. Donna Frio doesn't do it for me like that, but I uh, I do like that real life criminal mind shit. It's really interesting, and also it's it's really interesting to apply it to sort of um, to to interviewing. And I know it's not the same. Like interviewing people is not the same as interrogating a terrorist, but like it kind of is. <laughs> but there was just I had some really unique techniques that I picked up from that Jordan Peterson podcast that I'll, I'll probably be trying. Like like man, I <laughs> I tried I tried a technique that I picked up from Oprah once, and it completely alienated my guest and shut the entire conversation down really quick. And uh, so you gotta be careful when you're trying these new techniques because it's there's like a, a um, there's definitely like a subtle finesse that goes into continuing a conversation, and um, especially when you're directing a conversation into murky waters such as like people's personal lives or you know mental health gets a little weird sometimes. But it's just like you know you gotta sort of usher it in and and make it smooth, move like water, my friend. Uh, anyways, where were we? I don't even know where we were. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Come and we speak. Twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Come be a part of the conversation. It's a good time over there. I'm telling you, if you're yearning for something more out of this podcast, the stream is where it's at. We just started uh, Cypher Deluxe, which is basically an open mic on the Discord, uh, on my Discord, which you can find the link in the show notes. And basically get in there. And you can either rap a verse, you can uh, do spoken word, or you can sing a song. I mean, I don't care. I don't. I mean, if it's, it might sound like crap through your microphone if it, if, if you have a crappy phone or whatever. But who cares? We're just here to have fun. And um, it, 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 we did one, and we're gonna do it again. We want to do it weekly, but we're just trying to get our shit together before we do it again. Um, so I don't think we're gonna do it this Friday or today on stream but i think we're gonna do it next friday so we're gonna pick it up on the 15th so i can get my shit together and because i'm still trying to figure out discord like discord is just this fucking uh this maze this mystery that i it's it's driving me fucking nuts i spent hours on it yesterday and still have gotten nowhere close to what i needed to be so I'm doing that. I'm trying to figure out Discord. I have a bunch of cool stuff for the stream that I have to upgrade to. I got I got one of those fancy little stream boards or stream decks. I got to figure out how to use that. Uh, I got a new green screen, which is fun. And I got a new, um, what do you call it? A uh, 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 for, what the hell do you call it? A screen capture? Uh, or a HDMI. Anyways, it's something internal that goes into the computer. So I'm trying to figure this shit out. Uh, bear with me. Not that you guys asked. Not that you guys really even cared to know. But I'm just letting you know. If you if you're a fan of the stream and of the show, which I don't. I'm still trying to figure out how this is gonna work. But I don't look. I don't know where I'm going. This, this is this is madness. This is this is just derailing. I got distracted and now I'm sort of rambling again. Um, come to the Twitch stream. It's fun. Uh, you can also like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, the whole gambit. You can leave a review on uh, iTunes. Anywhere you can leave a review, please do. And please do subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you can subscribe. 
for the podcast. You can write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Please let us know what you're doing, how, you, how your life is going. Hope things are well. I mean, despite the fact that we had a bunch of, of fucking, fucking idiots breaking shit at the Capitol building <laughs> here in America. But, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by any of it. Over summer, we had a great... Uh, a great introduction in, in how our cities and our and our authority will just let people break shit because that's okay because they're mad. So I guess it applies here too. You can go and just break the capital if you want. <laughs> no fucking law and order anywhere. Just let them in. Just let them the fuck in. Let them break shit. Let them burn it down. And, uh, I don't know what's going on. But it seemed really weird to me. I don't know. I would love for someone to hit me back on this. Do you guys feel like them letting these protesters into the Capitol building to... I mean, they had to have known that they were going to fucking destroy it. It's not like they didn't know. And it's not like the Capitol building is short-staffed of security. It just seems really weird. It almost seems... Like, I posted a video up on my Instagram where it actually shows the cops opening up the, the gates, the riot gates... And just letting these motherfuckers in. Like, they just let them in. So, I don't know. It's really weird. It's a really weird situation going on right now. But, I'm safe. Semi-healthy. Been having stomach problems. I, 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 don't know, I don't know if I told you guys. I went to the emergency room last week and thought I was having a fucking heart attack. But, turns out, I just have a stomach ache. I don't know. So I'm dealing with that. I have to make appointments, and it's annoying. Oh, I have a, an appointment today. Thank you for reminding me, everybody. I better turn off my do not disturb so the doctor can call me. Uh, but anyways, you know what? I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting through it, although the pain is, like, debilitating at times. Like, I literally have to stop what I'm doing and just sort of, <laughs> just sort of let it pass, and, uh, and, then, and then I can continue with my life. And it doesn't really start happening until after lunch. So it ha it has to be just I'm eating like shit. I'm guessing that I just eat like shit. Anyways, I'm going to go now because I'm tired of talking. And I don't want to talk anymore. So you guys, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Be on the lookout for the next podcast. Of course, the Twitch stream is happening today. So please stop by the Twitch stream to see Dave K Music out of Australia. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today january 8th 2021 all right folks love you guys be good bye bye